0: Hello and welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode one hundred and forty-two. I'm your host, and with me is my regular co-host, Jackson.
1: It's podcast time.
0: We're here to talk about some goddamn video games. What are video your thoughts games. on the Resident Evil Four
1: remake? Don't uh, you don't have any thoughts? Uh, I think it, I, I you asked you asked. I I can't play it um due to the rest situation. Even though I've been been gaming a little more this month, but uh, it it looks cool. It looks cool. My thoughts are: I want to play some fucking Resident Evil, and I I just played some Resident Evil. Um but I will not be playing the Resident Evil, Evil, Evil 4 remake anytime soon. I will be playing, like, 6, uh, or I'll go back and play 2, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. So this is years away from me. This is, like, in five years when I have a nice computer that can run it smoothly and all, it's been patched, you know, for a year, uh, I'll have a great time with it, is my assumption. Oh, I, I just don't think I'm going to play it, because... Uh...
0: I'm not even the world's biggest Resident Evil 4 fan. Like I accept, like it's a good game. I understand its importance, but like I want to go back to static fucking camera angles and uh, tank controls in a horror game. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, even I, when four came out, I was like, man, this isn't as good as when Resident Evil was a, a horror game. Uh yeah.
1: I mean, I like both. This is this is trying to make Resident Evil 4 scarier, which I think is weird. I think I know, but they also put like a bunch more like action shit in it. So. I think those two goals are counterposed. I think there's a reason that Resident Evil 6 is an action movie nonsense ride, mm-hmm. uh, and putting in that style of combat into a we made Resident Evil 4 scarier. I Maybe it works well. I don't know. I have, I've not played it, but I, I don't know why you do those two things at the same time. They feel like opposites to me. It definitely just turns up
0: the volume on like what you're getting when you put in a game called Resident Evil in a way that, like, I want something a little quieter, you know? Uh, you wanna run I want to walk down guys. hallways and
1: use keys to open doors. That looks like Chris's blood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I luckily like both... Well, I say, I like those two styles of Resident Evil. I've never played the um, first-person one, so I yeah. can't speak to, to the, the third Resident Evil style that has been introduced. Uh, but um, the, the my main reaction to the remake is some disappointment at some of the like initial reactions from certain reviews, like the IGN one, that is people saying that Resident Evil 4, one of the most popular games of all time designed literally for people who'd never played a third person shooter before in their lives uh has two unwieldy controls yes. which is just it's just not true it it's designed that way because third person shooters weren't as popular in japan they had to make it so that you could understand it intuitively without having a lot of video game knowledge um, yes it's a similar thing to how like dark souls has more intuitive controls than certain like easy action games right if you've never touched a video game before Mm-hmm. um and i think that so yeah i was disappointed by that but i feel like that's been lessened over the, over time just a couple of reviews most people seem to have been taking this as i guess they made another resident evil 4 it's not as good but it's also a cool game which is the level i expected from the trailers so that's fun no, i have not seen that many people say it like replaces resident evil 4 which is thank god because uh that's that's one of the classics only you don't like that one like i said i don't say i'm not saying i didn't like it
0: i like resident evil 4 is a fine game it's just uh it starts to get away from what i want out of resident evil which is resident evil one through code veronica
1: more games yeah. like code veronica please i was watching the um uh the gaming brit video on it which is a terrible channel name charlie uh every time i have to mention his channel to anyone else
0: no one uh, believes that it's a good channel because no one <laughs> watches a, sh- a channel called
1: the gaming brit other than you it, it's it's good he's the good action game guy i said that like i knew him i don't he's just a youtuber i don't know i have no he just called charlie i've known who he is i just like his stuff um and the video on resident evil is great he talks about the combat loop and how it works really well and then he does the bit that he he does the um uh flowcharts like uh what's his face from the other other one who did the zelda games Oh, uh, Game Designer's Toolkit. Game Designer's Toolkit. And the Resident Evil (laughs) Evil 4 flowchart's just a straight line. And so he just puts the flowchart on the stream with, like, a sad trombone. And I see, oh, yeah, if you want this, you fuck off, I guess. Get fucked. We're going from a statue room to a fucking, you know, other thing with the cable cars and everything. Yeah,
0: I mean, that was the thing with Resident Evil 4, is, like... Yes. It... It had the accoutrement of a Resident Evil game. Like, you you know, you you were putting gems into chalices, but only to sell them. Really, it was you walk from the beginning all the way to the end, and you shoot everything in your way.
1: You sure do. It's great. One day I'll play Resident Evil 5. You won't, but I'd like to I'm going to need to find someone else to play Resident Evil 5 and 6 with. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> when you played 6, I was like, oh, we were going to do this co-op one day. Now when I do this, I have to find someone else to co-op with. I would love to play them co-op. I played it um, single player, and it was fine. Uh, yes.
0: It would It would be better co-op. You're right. But also, um, we, I, we've we been sitting on finished like Act 1 of
1: uh, Gears Kids of, of War. War
0: 1 for three years
1: now. <laughs> no, I mean, you're, you're right. I will just need to find someone else, and I'll have to find someone else uh, who is more like when I play Resident Evil 6 I'm gonna get into the fucking action game bullshit in that combat you will not yeah. you were just going yeah. through the the video game yes um, so I will find someone more philosophically aligned with the stupid stuff in that game that I know I'll enjoy um, which you didn't dislike but I, I just know that like I'm more action game brain than you yeah um, so one day I'll do that in, in, the, in the far future mm-hmm. um, my recommendation
0: bang. is to find someone who wants to do one campaign a sitting but spread over like two months like every two weeks you sit down do one campaign yeah do not play all four campaigns in a week like i did that's a great way to like resident evil 6 less
1: you finish the first campaign you're like wow this game's so cool there's so much in it you finish the second campaign you're like i've did a couple of those boss fights before and then you do a third campaign it's like oh there's the other ones (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh well those are games we haven't played what about games we have played (laughs) uh so
0: uh i guess i'll go first i finished Love. that hadn't happened last time you and me recorded um movlove really good i highly recommend it if you have any interest in mech a- action anime hijinks slice of life it's really good the uh, you can get it on steam runs on steam deck just fine it's great uh I you don't even really need a root guide there's like there is roots but it's mostly just like hang out with the girl you want to end up with i saw all the routes uh for all the characters in both sides of the game i don't think you need to go that far uh you know there's like the main two girls and you should see both sides of their route in fact you can't even get to unlimited which is the second half of the game until you see both of their routes it doesn't unlock uh, for good reason um but then on the like extra girls i would just pick whoever you uh you, you like especially I will say if you if you follow the student council president's uh, Mavlov, uh extra route, it gets fucking weird. <laughs> That's it. I, I I'm gonna play uh, alternative at some point, and uh, I think Muvlave's really really good. Shout out to Olivia for uh, telling me to play Love.
1: Yeah, it seems really cool. Everything you showed me from it was like, man, it just seems like a great, fun visual novel. Nothing like, yep. mind breaking in terms of premise. Usually when I'm sold a visual novel, it's like the twisty ones. that are Like, These, this is genius and doing so much unique stuff. This just seems <laughs> like solid you. character Every writing.
0: visual novel I like, I would never sell you on. It does this wild thing you never would have expected It blows your mind. <laughs> no, this one just seems like it's doing
1: some character writing and you like the characters. It seems fun.
0: Yeah. Um, what makes it a visual novel to me is just, are there characters I like to see and hang out with? Yes, then I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. I think that's true of most things. Yeah, that, that is true. Um anyway, I uh played and finished Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, oh, the I 1992 Square there's game. there's
1: been so many gaming. <laughs> yes.
0: Um which is a baby's first JRPG they designed. It's really weird. So I um had never played this before, never touched it. Um and you have like a Mario 3 map, but like the towns and the dungeons are all like spots on the map and um so are the ra- quote unquote random encounters which are like an- monster pits that you can grind against where it's like here's 10 monsters from this area fight them all and then the pit is cleared and you get a treasure for doing it um and so it's like really l- like lockstep on how far you can grind um and there's only like two characters there's your main guy and there's a rotating side character who joins up um and it has like a, a, an armor system like East, where you just get linear upgrades. There's like six of them, four of them, something like that. Uh, just as you go through the game, you get a better shield, a better helmet, a better armor. Um, but the weapons are more like a lot of the weapons have utility outside of battle. So like you get you get a claw that works as like a hook shot, but also it, it does its unique damage against certain enemies in battle. Uh, you get a bomb blows up in walls, but also it's like an air. It's like a hit the entire row of enemies weapon. It's great, love it. Um, but it has like. It has, you, you know, it has uh, ammo because it's a bomb. Um, and so the mishmash of Zelda and RPG stuff, I think is really interesting. I think the game is just okay. <laughs> I think the dungeons, uh, because they're weird Zelda dungeons, but also have like three dozen enemies in them, get laborious in a way I I don't love. Um, And I think because it's so limited in like how much you can grind or break it, it ends up feeling even more like puzzle boss in the way that like we kind of... I know Final Fantasy is always puzzle boss, but kind of the way that I complained about Final Fantasy 3 being very puzzle boss focused, uh where there is a clear right way to fight this boss and if you do not do it that way you're going to have a bad time. Um and as much as I think the PlayStation games get too easy, I do like the way in which like that puzzle in- invites you to break the game in goofy ways. Even like Final Fantasy 5 and 6 do that a lot. Uh
1: yes. Like y- especially 5, right? The- games with enough options you can do a four job fiesta. Yes. <laughs> yes
0: um but uh i was glad i played that music's really good um it's fun it's really short so um i would say if you you know if you've not checked that one out in your final fantasy journey it's it's worth looking at and if you get halfway in and you're like this is i think i've seen enough you've seen it, it, it doesn't change there's no like great reveal at the end of that adventure mm-hmm. um then i played hi-fi
1: rush Oh, right. That's another thing in the middle here. Yes, you did. The uh, the
0: 2023 game from Tango Gameworks. Um, So Hi-Fi Rush is an exceptional looking and playing game. I think not enough is said about its uh, animation. I think it's like really good. Uh, It's got that low um like low frame rate trying to emulate 2d animation stuff uh that feels really inspired by modern you know talk about the dragon prince like fuck the guy who makes it right but um i feel like that really did echo out in the way people did 3d animation in like a popular space um and uh it feels very similar in terms of like character design and stuff Mm -hmm. um and there's just like really ambitious like cut scenes and character angle stuff sometimes it goes to actual 2d animation and the game looks worse when it does that <laughs> it's really funny um because it tries to hold the same style you can just tell that it's 2d and it, they just don't have the dynamism that the uh 3d environments do um mm-hmm. and i think that stuff's really neat um and then it plays really well it's it starts really slow like literally the first 30 to 40% of the game is like the slow roll of all your abilities. It feels like they were one. It definitely feels like they were making a game that was meant to be like 30 hours and not like 12. <laughs> um, and uh, two, it feels like they wanted to make a game that like people would never play an action game before could like slow roll into its demands. Um, but that means that you're you're kind of bored until you get a parry. Um, and then even then you're kind of annoyed until you get the upgrade that lets you parry in any direction because it's like parry just in front of you
1: oh oh yeah, yeah no me having played devil may cry before like yeah. <laughs> i've got a big uh rock on my back please take it off but i guess <laughs> yes. eventually they do
0: <laughs> yes um but if you yeah if you know what you want an adventure game you know exactly what or an action game you know exactly what upgrades to buy to like make it more to your taste um whatever that taste looks like and once you do that it, there's a lot of like You have a grapple really early on that lets you, like, grapple to enemies. Then you get, like, a thing where if you hit the grapple button right as you reach the enemy, you'll flip behind them and do, like, backstab damage. Um, The parry is really good. Uh, There's multiple, like, tag-in enemies that all, like, uh, allies that all have special abilities you can unlock to change how their tag-in works. Uh, It just ends up having a lot without doing, like, there's no, you don't get a second weapon, right? You're the same, you have the same moveset just with more abilities tacked on as you go um and in doing that i think it just finds something that's really crunchy and good um without doing the thing that like do cry five does which is like that's a game about playing th- like three different characters with radically different movesets and some of them have multiple weapons and um this is much more stripped down to focus on like you want to execute the things you can do really good you need to learn your combo trees and i find that very rewarding i think that's really good um yeah. I think you in really particular cool. will dig it once you get into it.
1: I think you're going to find the first third agonizing. <laughs> uh that makes sense. Um I'm very I mean like character action game on on a beat is like you know dream game to me. Perfect. Uh so I I would love to try it. Especially the way yeah. it sounds like the um on on beat stuff works it's not like a yes. necro where you have to be if you're not on beat you'll become on beat the game will just do it for you and if you are oh, yes. you get a damage bonus i think it's how yeah, it You works. get a
0: damage bonus yes if you um, want those s ranks at the end of uh you know scenarios you need to get be on the beat
1: oh uh, which is the perfect way to to handle that uh yeah. you don't want to like because no straight roads with the game that were doing this before and it wasn't didn't quite lock in in the same way and it was a little mm. frustrating it was also didn't have five years of uh triple a game development so it just wasn't polished yes <laughs> um <laughs>
0: This said, uh, I think the soundtrack and the story are both kind of bad. Well, you, Soundtracks, whatever. F- it's a lot of, like, dad rock in a way that I don't particularly, like, vibe with. Um, yes, to be
1: fair, you don't like the the kind of music that's in it, so yes. I would not take your review of that as uh, that I just
0: um I just don't think that these kids are going to be listening to Nine Inch Nails songs, you know? I just think there's, like, some choices that feel like, oh, old people made this.
1: Uh, yes. I mean, I, I, it's meant to be like a 90s cartoon r- rather than a modern one, I think. It, it is, yeah, it is a like, throwback for dads. It's explicitly a throwback for dads, though. Like, 90, the 90s was 30 years ago.
0: Like, come off it. <laughs> throwback for dads. It's a throwback for dads. Games, I know, are throw- I know. games
1: are throwbacks for dads. But the thing is,
0: all the character designs are modern, like, you know, they want fucking Tumblr to love this game. And I, I mean that, like, both complimentary and derogatory, right? Like, it's like... They can be
1: both you know. at the same time.
0: Yes. <laughs> like every like your main character is a white guy but like you the the girls like uh like darker skin and there's a black guy there and like there's a lot of like stuff around like queerness and and uh people have multi like uh artificial limbs like it's it's trying to go for the progressive cartoon space right very actively
1: it Um, wants the Owl house fans to play this action game (laughs) yeah um
0: and while i find that relatively committed like i like the characters mostly Mm -hmm i think the story they're telling with it is bad and boring and not like offensively so it's just like oh there's an evil corporation that's like controlling all the technology and who gets access to it and we need to take our plucky little anarchist commune and blow them up and become the ceos of the tech company ourselves to fix it for everybody
1: uh great that sounds insufferable i mean i know yeah. we're particularly jaded to this but like there is yes. a certain brand of um very mainstream very anarchist leaning like we through our togetherness will defeat the bad it's
0: not even like explicitly anarchist it really does like have the black okay. panther we need to open tech schools vibe oh yeah okay oh blah, blah, blah. but God. like really th- like it's not as evil as the end of black panther was right but well, it's no- still like that vibe
1: because black Panther's. More self aware in many ways, which makes it like the CIA guy and us are going to open tech schools yes. in, uh, in San Francisco genuinely repulsively evil in like another. Anim- this is just a video game made by Bethesda. It's not yes. doing anything on that level. Yeah.
0: Uh, I wish I had a better story because, like I said, I do like the characters. Um, there's a goofy robot that reminds me of the goofy robot in uh, Binary Domain, which is just a game I think about a lot lately. I don't know why.
1: Because <laughs> you keep telling me the games I'm playing and praising are like binary domain and i go no <laughs> i mean the thing is binary domain to me is like
0: an a, a, a very good exam example of a type of game that i think is like deeply mid to bad you can listen to our episodes way back when uh, we covered binary domain but had enough stuff in it that people oversold it and i'm not even saying that that's a bad thing to do i think there's worse games to champion the binary domain that's right that was boring Murdered Soul Suspect is significantly I worse.
1: I was gonna say Vanquish, but oh, well yes. that's a whole different thing. Um. Yeah.
0: Um But um you know, like when I think about the the fucking goofy robot, uh or I think about the next game I'm gonna talk about um i think the main characters of that and uh binary domain are not dissimilar though i understand why you're very defensive about this because it ends up much better but it does it starts in the exact same place <laughs> yeah
1: i mean the, the thing about binary domain is that when we get to its goofiness what like one of its main goofinesses is just like racism yes big bow is a problem
0: yeah um but i do like the goofy robot right
1: uh, we do, everyone likes the french robot
0: yeah the the robot in this is also french and he's got a thing where he he's drawing he's got like a blank face so he's like drawing marker faces on himself every time that he talks oh, so like, like, like a the different
1: two guy that's not a robot yeah kind of the- but he
0: literally is holding a marker and sometimes he's interrupted mid drawing a face and it's cute that's pretty good yeah like one time he's just got big like 70s shoujo sparkly eyes it's really funny <laughs> um I think that stuff's mostly pretty good. Like, it's a, it's weird because, like, it's a really fiddly, well-made action game. But the, the story is for eight-year-olds. Um, If 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 you were eight playing this, someday there will be people who are eight years old playing this. It's going to be their fucking favorite game, and I will not fault them for it.
1: Right? Yeah, in 10 years, you're going to get the YouTube essays of the people who played this actually as a kid being like, this was when games were good. I, I yes, compared to everything else
0: modern that's coming out of this scale, it's fucking fantastic. I like it a lot i just think the story's really
1: bad um yeah that's fine that's that is just our general that's who we are it's fine uh
0: um but yeah i really enjoyed it it's on game pass
1: uh if you want to play it um
0: i think the chapters are really long they get better but the first couple chapters are like a a full hour long i don't want to be sitting down and playing a game for an hour that's just me i want to play for like half an hour 45 minutes and get off the ride
1: yeah, I mean, you are on record as twenty minutes ideal chapter length. You get in, you get yeah. out, you can go to the, just just split the chapter. Yeah, if I want to if I
0: want to do another one, I can. But if I don't, I don't have to. But uh, yeah. it really is like oh, I want to finish the chapter, and it's like an hour. Are you fucking kidding me? It speeds yeah. up quite a bit towards the back half. It's a really great boss in that game. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, um. Then I played and completed Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Chaos. So we're going to talk uh, explicitly about. I don't know how much we're going to talk about the actual ending or anything, but we're going to mention it. So, like, if you don't want to hear about
1: this... I think we're uh, going to bring it up. I don't think we're going to avoid talking about the ending yeah. of uh, Final Fantasy Origin. Strange so, Paradise.
0: Yeah, this is the game from last year by Team Ninja. Uh, that is a retelling of Final Fantasy 1 as a fucking loot grind action game in the style of Neo. But for Final Fantasy fans, so it's easy as fuck. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, and you can make it easier.
0: Yeah um anyway um i you really like this game we have a lot of people on our discord who like this game this game was oversold to me in a way few games are ever oversold to me so i went into this like i'm gonna give it a shot but i'm kind of expecting that i'm not gonna like it nearly as much as everybody else and And to
1: be fair when you were going in i was like please don't like we do really like it but it's not like secret genius i just really like it i think it comes together well so the first like well, honestly, the first sons. like
0: two thirds of the game, but I'm gonna eventually I was just kind of reviving with its cycle, even if it was kind of stupid. But the first like third, I was mostly saying they're like, This is like, I just see 8,000 missed opportunities for being a Final Fantasy anniversary game that's mm-hmm. retelling Final Fantasy one. Like, you go fight BK the pirate, um, and when you go fight BK, he he does, he's surrounded by a bunch of guys, you fight him and all his pirate men, but like. Where's the shot of BK and his guys in like a nine by like a three by three nine grid, like the way you fought them in Final Fantasy? Why did they not just put that in as like a visual gag? Why is there no care given to the things that Final Fantasy did that are like iconic?
1: Uh, It's because the game is made for about 20 bucks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I understand that this is the end. Why does Garland when you fight Garland at the beginning of the game? Why does he not say I Garland will knock you all down? How does that not get make it into the fucking video game?
1: That's not the iconic that's not the iconic line in um Japanese.
0: Yeah, but when they go and localize it, they should put the fucking line in. I'm playing the game in English.
1: The yeah, English every- voices should say that. <laughs> Every time he says, I will die, uh, you will die here and I will live forever. That is also an iconic Garland line. I understand he didn't say I will knock you all down, but they do have the him say the line. of the game
0: line. should know that that is one of the iconic lines of American Final Fantasy and put it in the fucking video game.
1: I mean, I do agree, but I, they didn't like completely ignore the Garland scene. It I just like he think said hello. this is like a
0: general lack of care in what the, what Final Fa- stuff in Final Fantasy means
1: to people. Um why wasn't there a circle of 12 sages that I just go up to and have conversations with at one point?
0: Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it has to load them in individually for their fucking cutscene bits.
0: Oh, that'd be so funny. Um, um, yeah, yeah, this stuff just feels uh, shoddy. Like, the the game is clearly, like, under budget and kind of a mess. Um, and, uh it's frustrating in those ways um and then then you get to the the final fantasy like reference levels like most of the levels are references to other final fantasy games and you you start in like final fantasy 13 which has like the world's worst on off switch like gimmick where uh it's either rainy or uh sunny and like different bridges cross but uh it's just like the windiest nightmare of paths possible so you get turned around all the time but you're like oh when the 13 music hits that's great i I love the 13 music in this area i remember the forest and 13 it's a great part um the forest and 13 so much more navigable than the 13 forest and stranger paradise so you just go forward Uh, (laughs) um and but then you get to like some of the other levels and you're like these just feel sloppy Uh, a lot of the ones that you think are really going to hit just don't like um the final fantasy 7 one is is you go to an underground shine and i'm like oh it's gonna be like the underground uh the underground like the sunken submarine where you go to the fucking sunken submarine there's a horrible monsters in there perfect uh but no it's a mako reactor but it also doesn't look really like the mako reactor in 7 remake
1: (laughs) no just kind of a place
0: just kind (laughs) Kind of a a sci-fi place yeah just like we got the we got the fucking uh unreal engine uh lab sets and we threw them around a little bit (laughs) uh yeah uh you get to other final fantasies that i really like and it's like the air like five is like in unrecognizable four is not particularly like notable six is they do the floating island from the middle of six uh but it looks like shit
1: (laughs) it does it's just just a
0: bunch of crap everywhere and it looks like every environment in devil may cry five which i think has really bad environments but you immediately see oh devil may cry five was very expensive and this game is not very expensive (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean there is a there is a massive difference in the scale of production when it comes to making a bunch of kind of gross demon shit in front of your face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the um, like floating island gimmick. You got to knock down the islands. Yeah, it's weird. Like the levels, they're they're very corridors. They're just, you just go from corridors to action set piece. Um, but they all have a. Like a level design thing. Like, you can tell that we're yeah. still. They're not random. They're not like, oh, this was just yeah. basic and fucking random levels. They're not. They all have a little level design gimmick, which makes. I mean, they're open because it's meant to be three player cop. That's why yeah. they're so wide and massive and un- unwieldy. Yes. Uh, Neo and uh, Wolong ha- are not like that. They have levels built for one character to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that it's like one of the weaknesses of the game but the, i like some of the like puzzles i like the 11 the 11 tower the 11 uh, tower is really weird i was about to shout that one out in particular because um
0: nobody's played 11 so i don't fucking know what this is but it's like a huge like zelda dungeon it feels like uh the light like the lighthouse in 12 in terms of like complexity right like it's just yes. like a big fuck off dungeon and a game that mostly has been about running down paths opening doors and hitting guys and it's it's like really interesting in that in that way yeah that's got um, got I actually think like, that one's one of the better ones
1: yeah that's got like small keys
0: <laughs> yeah uh, it's really weird when they just unload that and then um mount gagazette weirdly turns into an incredible level i think that one's really good um and i i hate mount gagazette in 10 uh the twelve level is just wraithwall's tomb and wraithwall's tomb slaps so i'm like yeah i'll <laughs> the- play a version of wraithwall's tomb that kind of is smaller and
1: shittier <laughs> the twelve level is funny because like all the other levels feel like abstract representations of a bit of another video game you have play but because uh final fantasy 12 is also a game about going through dungeons that are all straight lines and combat arenas yes. even though it's a different gameplay style i feel like i'm in wraith tomb in the way i don't feel like yes. for any other it feels like the same place i'm just in Wraithful's Tomb. wills tomb also had a bunch of annoying bits with doors like this it's the same thing in a yeah. way that just like representationally the other video games create spaces in different ways
0: yeah um anyway all that is to say game is a little weird and uneven um, but then the last like quarter of the game where the story kicks up Let's really go. just brings it all home. And you're like, fuck, man. They just pulled something out that I didn't think they had in them, which is getting me to care about Jack and Astos and this stupid idea of being trapped by fate and how one escapes it. And it just ends up really landing in a way that I really wasn't expecting. Even though I knew all the plot beats, I knew what the plot of Stranger Paradise was when I went into it. And yet when Astos shows up and is like, you know i'm the i'm the ro- your robot best buddy who you kind of have forgotten about through all these cycles of being a cop uh but one time you told me what if we broke out of the cycle and I've been trying my best to get you there and this is the time we need to do this it's fucking sick it's so
1: cool it's so cool it's it's not revolutionary right it's the most like stock fun fantasy plot ever we' are going to fight the gods to kill fate or whatever yes um but it's just considered about it like when there is thematic material it's like neon saying like that's stupid that's a that is a dumb thing being a he- final fantasy hero is like a reactionary stupid idea uh that can only restore balance and can't like fix anything yes uh, and they say that and then do it anyway it's, it's like a you know i wrote a piece about this on Paste, but it's like a very clear-eyed look and like these are the limitations of what the storytelling of final fantasy does uh and this is why it's good uh, it doesn't try to like reinvent the wheel. Doesn't try to be like, oh, the crystal- whatever's going on with sixteen. The era of the crystals must end. Uh, it it just is uh, believes in it a lot. It's very good. I, I quite the story just comes out of nowhere because it it starts so haphazardly.
0: Yes, I really wasn't feeling Jack at all. Like right up until the basically when everyone goes, all right, Jack, you don't want to be chaos, but we really need you to be chaos right now. So please kill us all and then turn on him. And it's fucking sick as hell. That
1: seems so sick. I think yeah. I was coming back on Jack when um. After they like after the crystals went dark and everyone starts taking the piss out of him and being like you don't know what to do you're an idiot you're such an idiot child Jack when you're running through the fifteen dungeon he's like I'm sorry I know I just wanted to kill chaos <laughs> <laughs> the fifteen dungeon's
0: really funny um, because the environment it's lifting from you spend about three minutes in I mean it's fifteen I know where it is it's the the fucking palace from Kingsglade I assume it's the place you get back to at the end of fifteen yes it is the, it is the final dungeon in fifteen but you basically only enter that first room and then like cutscenes take over right like there's not a lot okay. of video game left at that
1: point the, the kingdom hearts 3 situation
0: yeah so it's really funny to see them uh go through this i'm like this is a whole area that just doesn't really exist in 15 <laughs> <laughs> um it was very goofy um because that level ends in the fucking King- king's glaive throne room <laughs> it's yes. where the boss of that stage is um anyway um yeah so um by the time it gets to Jack, as you fuck up chaos and you enter the L- Lufinian or Lufi- what I don't remember what they're called Lufinians uh, Lufinian uh thing and uh they're like they're all just a bunch of like nerve voices yelling about how they have to shut down the system or whatever and he's like uh don't need just boss don't need you to send any more strangers and turns into chaos it's sick as hell it's so fucking good
1: uh yeah he has to go fight the darkness manifest, and because he's the only one that can bear the darkness of the world
0: yeah and then you fight real ass chaos final bossy chaos
1: yeah and then you become chaos it's sick
0: yeah it's it's uh. it was remarkable how much that final cut scene where your friends stand around you and they keep transforming back into like the the four fiends uh hits it's
1: fucking good uh yeah you'll do the fist bump and then i'm watching the end of the game right like i, I finished it. the first time i finished it i'm watching the end of the game I'm Like you have to play it you have to play play the song play the song play the song and they do and the warriors of light come in and they play the song and the credits hit it's fucking greatest game in the world yeah. i love it
0: <laughs> it's re- it, it's remarkable feels like a miracle that it works but it really works i think the game's very fun um i i i like the combat not enough to like do the endless grind for all the extra bullshit but i did enjoy playing through the video game um mm-hmm. It really reinforce the amount that I just can't engage with these sort of loot grind uh, team ninja games which suck because I like the video game they make I just don't want to engage with any of the systems.
1: Yeah and the worst part is like the creative builds you can do are really cool um, yeah. I would just prefer to be building them from a tree of like skills and uh, level up points like a fucking RPG that I can understand intuitively and not okay if this ge- this build gives me this much in- affinity that can get this ability um, like I, I can't do that stuff. I just mentally for my brain just doesn't hit as well. Um yes. even if the like creative uh you know um character building effect is still there. Uh frustrating. Yep. Uh
0: and then one final game I played Frog Gun. Um I'm not done you with did. it, but I won't have anything else to say. Uh so Frog Gun is a 2022 uh puzzle platformer platformer by uh Mologato. I'm playing some Steam Deck. I think it's on. It's on everything um so you can just pick that up wherever it's so it's kind of one of those like faux playstation one low poly games kind of like uh lunastis is kind of what it looks like to me um but you go through these like levels where you're collecting a bunch of things it's like little like mines and and uh grasslands and stuff just normal there's like a fire level there's a But, uh, you're this girl with this gun that looks like a frog that shoots its tongue out, which allows you to, like, grab things to you and pull yourself to, uh, walls that you can stick to. Um, and so you kind of just go through the areas and, uh, use this grapple gun mostly to, like, allow you to pull levers and, uh, later, um, when it gets more intense, you're using it to, like, chain grapple off of, like, pillars over big pits and stuff, and that's when the game is very cool, um, but it's like a very slow collecting platformer. It almost feels like a like I've never really played Load Runner, but like spiritually to me, it feels like a game that is pulling more from something like Load Runner, but like if it was a full action game, mm-hmm. um, and not like a grid-based puzzle game. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, if you watch footage of the game, I feel like you'll understand me. What like I mean? Um, I enjoy the game quite a bit. I think it has really bad bosses that really frustrate me because I think uh the hit the hit boxes just don't feel great um they take too many hits they take four cycles even though you figure them out in one cycle um this is why nintendo's correct make your enemies three cycles and you're out four is just feels intolerable um and i think that part's a shame there's a sequel called uh, frog and encore coming out later this year i'm excited to see if they streamline some of this stuff you can play it co-op, supposedly. Uh, I've not done that. I just played it myself. Uh, it's fun. It's really cheap. I picked it up in the Steam sale, I think, and had a pretty good time with it. Um, that's it. That's it for me. That's all the video games. Oh, I've been playing uh, Final Bar, right? That's what that one's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your um, first really Fantasy game. game this month. <laughs> yeah, it, it, Theatrhythm's great. I, I play a little bit every night, and I continue to really enjoy it. I finally finished. I got to the end of every quest. I haven't completed every quest, but I got to the end. Uh, if you played you understand and i'm just trying to level everyone up to 99 so i can start clearing the quest bonus uh objectives because you really need good rounded out parties to do that um, so that's it
1: yeah uh well i have not <coughs> i am not been gaming as much uh because god i hope not <laughs> yeah no i mean wrist update went to another doctor uh <laughs> uh he was like everything you were doing is making it worse you've had bad advice uh i am the new doctor i was like all right well i hope you're right and not everyone else uh completely sound like this one routine. seemed sounded better this guy seems like he knows what he's talking about when it comes to like muscle and i forget the word like of op- op- something i don't remember what it was um molly knew but i forgot the oh. word. uh but yes so doing different exercises uh it's not got better yet. He was like, eight weeks, you might start to see an improvement. But he didn't seem concerned about permanent damage. He was like, you should be able to play video games. It, was like, it might hurt, but you should be able to. Everything he did was like, nothing. So I, I I should not be out of the game playing action games forever. That's my one thing, even if it's uh, being annoying. But I, I played a little bit of things. Used my 3DS for a while, because that wasn't too bad. Uh, and just replayed Ocarina of Time. Because when I played it for, um, you know, for no mapping... Uh, I was in kind of a rush, and I was complaining about it. And for some reason, I went back to it. <laughs> um, I, I did like it more, just playing it, already kind of knowing what to do, uh, yeah. going through it, um, and I had a decent time. Uh, I don't, do, I don't disagree with any of my complaints. Um, and then I listened, listened to the episode. I actually, wasn't that complaining? I was like, I was fair to it. Uh, I remembered being really rude about this classic video game, and I, <laughs> I, I, I just wasn't. I was clearly like. When I come on the podcast, I, I, I'm generally not as complaining as I am when I'm just moaning about something on Twitter. <laughs> uh, to me every day. To you every day, yes. No, it was just to you when I was playing the game. I was like, oh, do I have to fucking do this thing? And you were like, yes, it's Ocarina of Time. It's a classic. It uh, defined it was, 3D video
0: games. We still live in Ocarina of Time shadow, unfortunately.
1: Well, don't worry. I had a great, great time with it this time. Uh, the Water dun- the water Temple still the fucking best dungeon. Cla- yep. Incredible. What's um, the? What do you think the worst dungeon is? Uh, ooh, I mean, can I not just say the Deku Tree? Just go through two rooms? Like, what do you want from me? Okay, uh, I don't Spirit, I think that
0: would be my choice.
1: Maybe the Spirit Temple?
0: Is that the, is that the ghost one, or is that the one in the desert?
1: The, I don't actually know. Uh, the, the, the The ghost one, that's the one I mean. The one with the big I think that's that the Shadow them. Temple. Shadow Temple, okay.
0: Yeah, that's my least favorite one. I yeah, hate okay. all the, I hate having to equip and unequip the
1: Eye of Truth. I think it's annoying. Um, oh yeah, that, yes. I, so then the, the Shadow Dungeon out of the, um... Uh, like the main dungeons I would take as a kid,
0: as well. I found the shadow dungeon genuinely scary. Um, lol. And it, I still, th- I, you know what, I still don't like when the fucking re deads yell at me and then I'm paralyzed. I still, it makes me tense. I'm not like scared of them, but I hate it. I do think it's like repellent. <laughs>
1: uh, but I did that so I could have context and play some Majora's Mask, which I'm one dungeon into. I'm not like super deep into it. Yeah, you um, get kind of distracted by other stuff, distracted by other stuff. Uh, and you know gaming's not the easiest thing for me at the moment so i didn't didn't get that far but what i did play of majora's mask was fucking incredible so I, I beat the first dungeon and it was already at the complexity of the like later ocarina of time dungeons which was great to see um because ocarina of time dungeons start way too easy i'm an adult and i know yeah. these games for children but i am an adult <laughs> um, yes and uh it was it just good i like the vibe love the like figuring out the schedule in the town, gonna to have a good time picking away at that and filling out the um bomber's journal, so uh that's where that is uh the only other things I did is I played all of return of the Oberdin, uh which you can listen to on journal updated. I'll be talking about that tomorrow uh that'll come out I mean that comes at the end of the month, so that should be a couple days'll that, be out a couple
0: days after us, yeah,' because um, this will be out on Thursday, so
1: yeah, so look forward to that. I'm going to be talking about that on journal updated with Molly and Nora um spoilers return of the open fantastic so gonna have a good time
0: yeah i remember liking it i played it when it came out just like in like three nights and i remember really liking it
1: yeah and then i played one more thing which i didn't mean to play but i did in <laughs> one night <laughs> just test to make sure it worked and ended up playing literally all of sayano uta the Getner nerobuchi visual novel uh from 2003 i believe Um, Uh, yeah, I, so I
0: played this originally when in like 2013, the English translation came out and, uh, all of the games journalists who covered like kind of, uh, you know, like marginal games were like, this one's fucked up. But if you, if you're interested in like gore and you don't mind a bunch of weird sexual content, um, this game's really good. It's important. I'd already seen Madoka, so I was like, oh, I love Matica, so I guess I'll play this. I would not really played much visual novels at that point. I played, like, you know, Ace Attorney and stuff. Um, yes. And I remember liking it quite a bit, but I have not revisited it. I did buy it in the Steam sale because I know the Steam version is like a new translation from the... I have a DVD when I bought it in 2013 or whatever that's sitting on my shelf. Because um, that's how you had to buy the video game from a, <laughs> you know, a website that sold a bunch of porny video games. Um, you
1: still have to do that i still had to go sure. to a website and buy a uh 18 plus patch to get the actual full video game
0: oh did you not play the steam version i'm probably just gonna play the steam version when i play it. i it's did the but same.
1: then i i bought the patch to put the the i the, probably the, will not patch it <laughs> i would recommend patching it i genuinely don't know how it works without patching it the 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 okay. there's plot in there like it's not like fate right where yeah, there's just no, where Nasu's like, oh. <laughs> i hate writing this but i guess i will i'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna to write i'm gonna write for an hour about how terrified
0: and disgusted i am by dicks that's <laughs> yeah. nasu every single time
1: no they hear here the, the like sex scenes are load-bearing um no, pun not pun intended uh this genuine <laughs> <laughs> sorry god damn it you <laughs> i don't know a lot of <laughs> fucked up stuff i mean there's still exploitation kind of like man there's some messed up stuff in there uh especially as you go later on um but it is core to like the understanding of the game for good and bad mm-hmm. right like they're part of the plot of the game uh okay. i thought this game uh was often excellent i really liked it uh it first of all just hit it moves like a bolt of lightning it hits you out of the gate with an incredible opening um <laughs> and yeah because i I
0: bought what i bought on steam deck is like we don't know if this works or not so i'm gonna i was like i'll load up and see it Uh, i played like the first five minutes where a fucking horrible flesh monster asked you if you'd like to go skiing and it was a great time i was like oh right
1: this game rips (laughs) uh incredible opening and like you have to understand that i played um an hour of because all my friends love it and that is a different paced visual novel Uh, and it also has a fairly decent opening like five minutes it's got a little prologue that does like try to hook you Uh, but then you have quite simply one of the worst scenes I've ever read which is uh, everyone for about 45 straight minutes explaining their names at an airport because you're here for 70 hours and it's paced accordingly Uh, and I was like I I genuinely can't do this right now I'm sure the game gets very good uh, but I'm having 13 people in a row explain their names to me in an airport while nothing happens Uh, in that time Inside of Uta, multiple people die. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh it was a much better like entry for me who isn't like used to visual novels, I guess, uh uh being like, oh no, this this just goes. Uh I think the opening half is um truly fantastic. I I think like the, the early stuff with uh Saya and the main guy, whatever his name was, um is really good. I think it's just really, really sad. <laughs> uh the uh I can only see weird, gross flesh world. Uh it's just good. Like it, it take it's like very obviously uh, Lovecraft influence, right? Uh but it takes it in a cool direction. Uh I think it's sad and good. Um I think some of the endings are a little I think the the quote unquote true endings are the weaker one. I think the other ending's better. Uh I do I'm not remember aware. how
0: that video game ends. I mostly remember the the way in which it is about um like Weird outsider guys as like a, a actual medical affliction is like crunchy and interesting,
1: yeah, I mean like that's that's what I really liked uh, at the start as well, and I was just going through like it got the metaphor takes so many different forms as it goes, like it starts out and it's about like alienation right it's about like being at school and not liking any of your friends, feeling like a wrong person, and then it's about like. <laughs> The, it's you know the sort of online guy's dream it is what if i was broken and only my perfect wife could take care of me <laughs> yes uh and that's all really good and then like it becomes a different thing as as it goes later and he becomes more understanding of his condition and is like taking much more agency into the violence that's going on um which i assume is as someone who doesn't like read that much horror is like one of the strengths of, of it of like you have this clear metaphor that is in the fiction one supernatural thing but is like a it's not a one-to-one allegory it is a like f- jumping off point for a lot of different like conditions like human conditions right uh yes and how people relate to that and uh the various complicated ways that they work through it um and uh i thought that was all uh fantastic i think it's a little a little pat towards to the ending is a little generic in a way that i saw coming and um thought just wasn't as good as the other ending uh it also has the same plot as come right again which i thought was very funny um you know always love when a guy rips himself off <laughs> uh yes but uh, i i can't really get into much more without spoilers i just i i quite liked it i think i think it's uh you can really tell he's quite young at this point like there's the more extreme stuff some of it doesn't land some of it like this feels a little tasteless but um most of it i feel like it's very thoughtful about it um, mm-hmm. and it definitely feels like someone who um understands that they will be making like h games about like underage coded characters anyway and wants to like dig into what that says about the demands of like the, the audience there and what that what is the person really getting out of that right like and how much is it like you know what is the the thing they want it's cl- it's it's not always the like obvious bad thing but it can be many other bad things and many other things like i don't know <laughs> i was thinking of gundam uh I, I thought about like the years of gundam fan debate about the char stuff with Gino being like shah's pedophile and then uh shah's Ch- final line actually being um you know last thing could have been a mother to me and everyone going what the fuck does that mean uh if you like that kind of like psychosexual stuff in gundam and say just that the whole time but like turned to 11 yes um and i, I think it's mostly very good yeah but i, I, I <laughs> literally anything else i could say would ruin the game uh but uh, i was pro say I, I yeah good time glad i glad i read it great what a good game
0: more evidence for uh you secretly would love horror you just need to get into horror
1: yeah i mean yes a hundred percent i guess i could just start reading it because it's not a, like you know i can read some horror uh this i got a little tense when they were going into the houses and there was a murder uh but it wasn't like un, undoable for me like like some movies can get when there's an empty house yeah like i'm not here watching skinner Inc, but i i can i can go find <laughs> no some i don't think novels. you should do that
0: i think that'd be a bad time for you
1: but yes, uh, it, much like Kudelka, I was what I was playing it, thinking I love this. I love the ways it's dealing with its ideas. But I know in my heart that I don't think it's as special as I'm feeling. I think this is just I don't watch as much horror as as you. Yes. Um, and I would clearly love it because I'm like, oh, this is so much better than a lot of the sci-fi stuff that doesn't like get into the emotional like friction of the characters. I f- you know, I-, I really want everyone to be hurt and hurting each other, uh, and then not to be an easy answer to the ways we're all entangled in uh, our like complicated sadnesses. Um, yes, and uh, that's what horror does a lot. So I should clearly <laughs> explore that more. <laughs> would be the world's number one Silent Two fan if I could make it through the fucking fog uh, without jumping.
0: <laughs> well. Unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately. But yeah. Those are video games. We knew we were gonna have a long segment one, and we both brought some heaters. <laughs>
0: game club this month is mutazione i 2019 adventure game uh by digut the fabric uh for god windows ps4 and apple arcade and then they eventually came out with switch and xbox versions i played this on my steam deck i think you played it on pc right
1: yes i played it on pc
0: yeah um and uh i picked this just because it would have been one that people would recommend i think back when i did novel not new people were recommending this as a novel not new game um, but it just kind of stuck with me because I thought the art style was striking as like a game I would like to cover at some point. And when we got to we needed games that were light on your hands, uh it it floated up into my memory. That's literally why I picked it. Kind of a whim. Uh so that's why I picked it.
1: What is this game about? <laughs> uh Mutazion is about Kai, uh, who is a high school girl uh visiting her grandpa uh who lives in Mutazion, uh, a um strange island in which a bunch of mutants live and figuring out the history of that island and community there uh is basically the plot of the game um you go through a week in the life living there uh coming to know a lot of the people and their individual uh situations which we'll get into uh, the main plot is about your grandfather nana teaching you how to like commune with the spirit world there uh there's a bunch of supernatural stuff and this is the riskiest one um he has been doing this before the last time he taught someone how to use the spirit world they went a bit crazy burned down a house killed two people uh left their like wife alone um it was was bad it went bad for everyone violence that kind of tore this place apart uh and he is now trying to teach you but without it going wrong uh and this causes a bunch of tension in the town uh eventually you do make it into the spirit world you see the history you see like he's one of the scientists that came here uh to study uh all the mutations that happened after an asteroid fell in this place and the survivors all became mutated um and he's been trying like they, they came here to study them but he's felt bad about that like colonial impulse and he's been trying to give this power back to the people uh but that impulse itself is its own kind of paternalism that he has to get over uh as you Teach him this, and bring him back uh from like the brink of death from the spirit world uh and then he's fine uh your your mum comes everyone is there as he like gets through this crisis, and everyone has to resolve to uh be nicer to each other and more understanding as you then like <laughs> uh agree to like write letters which you get in the in the letters bit, and you will come there in the summer right there's no longer a hard separation between this weird place that your grandpa lived uh and you in uh, home in the city uh you can you can go between the two worlds, right? Like it's now a place you visit occasionally. Um, yeah, and there's no like he your grandpa doesn't die, and there's no like big tragic thing. It's just a very normal like this is just what it means to be from a place and have other people there and and uh, be a, in a community. Um, that is the main plot, but the the broader plot is the individual plots of the various residents of uh, Mutazione uh, and the way the community like tensions ripple through the community and how they resolve them uh, is like the bulk of the actual video game so like the summary didn't really cover that but that is what you do you talk to a lot of people and, and see their lives
0: uh yeah you also tend garden
1: yeah also you tend the garden you tend seven gardens
0: yes <laughs> uh so yeah um i ended up really enjoying this uh as just like a quiet small town it has the so my mom's my mom's no not her. my mom's grandma on her dad's side uh lives in a, lived in a very small town of like 200 people and when uh when she was a kid she spent summers there uh, she actually grew, spent a couple of years as a kid there like full time um and i remember visiting as a kid and you just go to this middle of nowhere fucking nothing's here uh old ass like community where everyone knows each other And everything's kind of old and creaky. Um, And especially, like, at night, it was just, like, quiet. Um, There's nothing going on. There's nothing to do. Everything's shut down. And Mutazione feels like that to me. Just, like, you're running around the space. Everything's kind of, like, known. Like, not to you because you're new here, but, like, They're like, you know, it's like, oh, there's mysterious ruins. Like, oh, yeah, the ruins, you know, they've been there forever. And sometimes people mess with them. But like, it's the ruins. Nobody cares. We grab we grab rocks from the ruins to build things when we need to. You know, Uh, it's nothing to us. Um, There's no mystery to the people who live there, of the island, even though the island is often mysterious and strange. Um, And you're just kind of like a kid running around um, in everybody's business. And I think there's like a really poignant, like, end of childhood vibe to that, that I really like uh connected to like the story of you of kai specifically dealing with her grandfather and like her own weird feelings around her mom which kind of only are peripheral but her mom not a very good mom to her it feels like uh, yes and uh, try she's trying desperately to define herself um outside of her expectations as being like a student or whatever being on in the swim team the swim team right I'm pretty sure yes
1: it's the it's swim team there's a lot of swimming stuff.
0: yeah um and uh i think that stuff's like really good um and uh it's interesting because like the, th- the thing i thought about playing this the most was um night in the woods which is a very similar run around uh, a community and talk to people game but is uh much longer and much more like frustrated it's like it's a game about you know you come back from college and your parents are kind of poor and they don't really understand you and you 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 feel kind of crazy cuz your mental health is bad and uh all your friends from college or didn't go to all your friends from high school didn't go to college and they're all kind of resentful of you cuz you got to leave and you're like but leaving sucked too um and it's just like and no one's got jobs cuz it's a fucking depressed like american you know uh blue collar like labor town um and in the modern era and uh, it just has an energy that's like much more like hard edged and like a little ragged. And Muttaziani is about like you know the lady who cooks cooks for everybody, and the the the, girl, the lady who runs a store. It's like a barter store because everyone nobody really has money because we're just like six families living on this fucking island in the middle of nowhere. So we just kind of trade stuff we need, and when you have extra stuff, you put it in a little community pot, and people take it out. I'll be, but that you know that things that only work when there's twelve people living on an island. Yes. Um, and I find that stuff like very charming. It's very like when when we talk when I talk about like Kiki's Delivery Service, a movie with like very negative ideology. You can listen to it and then an airplane on rollmapping dot uh, to hear why I think Kiki's Delivery Service is like often very bad about its vision of capitalism that you want to invest in. the The dream of that is oh, what if this all worked and you could like labor for something more than. Uh, just, like, making rent, even though that's what Key's Delivery Service is about. It's about romancing the rent far enough that you don't think about it. Um, But this is very much like, everyone just kind of lives on the island, lives their life, and does the thing that they do for the community, and that's the thing that works. And it's nice to play a pleasant little game for three hours. It's about that. And I uh, quite enjoyed that.
1: Yeah. Um, I had a very different reaction to this game. All right. Uh, Which is that uh, I really liked it um well at the start i was like that's yeah, okay and then i really got into it as the as the week got going and the various conflicts were introduced um and like there's a uh kid named Tong who <laughs> is having a baby with a married uh woman who's trying to break up with her husband and all that information comes out um and like his mom has been talking uh that woman through her like divorce situation but didn't tell her that you know she cheated on her husband with uh her son uh and it's just like tension there's tension in this town you yeah, uh, have very
0: like low stakes like it's important for these people's lives but it's not like there's gonna be like a murder right
1: no 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 no. it's not There's gonna be a murder but what there is gonna be is exactly one conversation where every character goes well i guess we should learn to get along and then it's all kind of dropped uh and i was like you can't do that you these people have been hurt these people have been hurt <laughs> um and I just felt the I just felt these really interesting conflicts all fizzle out uh, into this message about getting along together. That just felt dishonest to like the investment in the people here. Uh, I, I just felt like the game could have had a harder edge about the things it was trying to talk about because the things it's trying to talk about are like real things that are interesting and like it's ultimately a game about like the ways in which colonialism po- poisons your heart and the rif- ripples of that like uh spread out through a community uh into various different ways people hurt each other um but i i just think you have to let the audience be more uncomfortable to tell that story i think it's a little kid's gloves about these ideas i think
0: um i think that specifically the tongue and uh who's the who's her husband's name do you remember his name
1: um, Grop, Grop, is that it?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think the tongue and Grop stuff is interesting because, like, they don't really, re- they both are like, we're going to father the kid, we're both going to be dads to this kid, and uh, we don't have to like each other. And they don't resolve, really.
1: No. Like, even the, the letters,
0: that is not resolved.
1: But the specific line in the letters is the mum saying, they're polite, but I wish they'd get, get along better. And I'm like, you cheated on him with, a ch- like, a child, the one of the village children, who who is, like, your best friend's son. Uh, i mean and he, he is like the teen but he is not he's not an actual child for the record no but he's he's not an actual child but he is like an 18 year old right like 18 yeah. 19 um yeah lives at home watches tv all the time is not the smartest guy there's like some goku yes. jokes but he doesn't even know that he got her pregnant uh and like her complicity in this is not really interrogated outside of one scene where um uh what's the the man's name the other one uh the green one Claire? Isn't oh, or Claire? yes.
0: Claire, Cludo, Claire's the one who runs the shop. I Claire. don't remember Claire's mom's
1: name. No, I meant Claire. Claire's mom's, um. Oh, right, yes. The older one who, uh. Yes. Who cooks. Um, but like, there's one scene where she's like, how could I trust her again? And then in, like, literally the next, uh, period of time, she's back in the, um, chair and they're like, oh, I guess we can work it out. Uh, and it, I just, it just felt dishonest to the ways conflicts, like, live uh in people uh, and and the ways in which like interpersonal um betrayals actually hurt you uh i don't know i i, I don't know this game would be better if it was like and everyone hates each other at the end um but i do I, I did feel like there was just a narrative a kind of unearned narrative need to push everyone to like we understand each other uh in a way that i just feel it'd be better to sit with but that's not how, like, things get solved, right? Uh, if, I- if if Grupp left, that would be a totally valid thing for him to do. He doesn't have to live in this place <laughs> where he's raising a kid that isn't hid with people who will betray him. Um, yeah, I mean, she asked him not to leave, is why he doesn't leave, right? Yeah, he he can. I'm not saying he, like, has to stay or has to leave. I don't, I don't really mind what happens. Uh, but I feel like the game, like, holds up the idea of, like, the, this community, this people, and not betraying it and not leaving it as so important that it erases like the individual i think i think
0: small towns do believe that i think small communities are invested in the adherent like the coherence of the community over the individual like all the time i think even outside of the part where like you know this game depicts like a soft like you know cottage core anarchism and is made by anarchists right yeah we're not really going to get into that that much probably but um I think this is how small towns operate. If you leave the small town, you have like violated the community code. Everyone kind of works together, even if you don't like each other. You're still in it together against people from out of town, right? Sure, but the the
1: the things that were t- it wasn't like small conflicts that were happened here. Like people lied to each other. People got her in ways that like um Mew's kids died like Mew's kids got burned to death yes and you're like i'm gonna fix it and she is rude to you about this as she should be um, yes no that, i the stuff with like the plot it, i feel like of like the lab and the
0: catastrophe and everything i feel like should is a separate discussion from like tongue
1: i i see all of them as, like i just see all of them as like the ripples of like the ways this because i have, I have
0: more i have more nuanced thoughts about like the way your grandfather perceives things i think that's yes. like interesting and like haphazard it's i think it's crunchy um i think this stuff is mostly just like sweet and
1: i'm here rooting for everyone to try to figure their shit out uh i it, it just felt like i don't know I, I just i just wished it was a uh a little meaner, a little like let the people hurt more uh i just felt um a little uh closed in i feel like every when you come to town everyone's literally
0: miserable and also maybe dying because of the weird mysticism of the island i don't know i feel like people are suffering enough and i would like to help them and the game is about them being helped right and helping
1: themselves i, I guess it's just my vision of like what that looks like when i in fiction when i'm when i see characters that are like repressed and hurt and sad right the thing yes. i'm looking for is to just see that burst out like actually get purged And i don't feel like it gets purged i feel like it gets swept under the rug again i feel like the tensions are still there um, i mean yeah this is this is
0: like a quiet soft indie game mean, <laughs> right, this, well, yes. this, this is this is this is literally hashtag wholesome games right like
1: oh, i know but it's still a game about like they didn't have to put in the plot lines her that she didn't have to be uh like talking to um claire uh about these things They didn't have to put these conversations sure. I, in i just think the way this stuff
0: goes is like man these are like nice best case scenarios for how people like get in mess in their lives and work it out by like feeling each other's emotions out there's a bit where like um who's the one who's the one who's pregnant
1: uh
0: aelin is like because tongue likes her right and she's like we can be i i really want you to be in my life as a french like she, she needs to be really clear that she does not want to marry tongue because he's immediately like oh I'll, I'll be i'll be your husband we'll father we'll parent this baby together she's like no 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 i don't need that i need you to be solid and be my friend and forget about the time that we had sex once when i was like brain frenzied <laughs> uh yes Um, which is like in some ways a selfish thing for her to do but also she's allowed to
1: take that space right (laughs) yeah i mean i'm not not like let's cancel island uh i just wish it sat with like the things that uh, occurred there more sure
0: i just think that not every game has to be like crunchy real like realism right
1: no i'm not saying like every game has to be crunchy realism i'm saying like it chooses to tackle like these soap opera plot lines in a way mm. that like brings out the kitchen sink drama, uh, which is 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 already a very specific mode it's working in. This is like a very common like it's, it's doing soap opera stuff. And there's like, tongues watching soap operas all the time. Is doing this intentionally? Um, I think if you're going to do that mode, uh, I would want to turn up like. The conflicts more it was, it's like if you know halfway through twin peaks everyone got the government. like it's fine now we've all fixed our problems
0: <laughs> um, i mean twin peaks is about the the joy of people like really evil people behaving goofily. yeah right? no, there's no this, this there's
1: no like mill conspiracy here there's no yes. it doesn't have like that side of things um which is good because like that would completely you know collapse the entire community side of the game yeah um but i i do think it's more specific than just i want everything to be crunchy realist fiction i think that when you're doing so proper as already you're in that mode uh Mm. and i think it pulls back to like a steven universe we can all understand each other uh thing that just doesn't bring out the strength of the right because i sound frustrated but i'm frustrated because i was really invested in these characters i really like these Mm. characters uh and i felt really like hurt when all the revelations came out as you should Right? that's the point of this drama um and uh so that was ultimately how i felt about like a lot of the um it was specifically those those two ones it was it was the stuff with the tongue and that that love triangle and how it like went back through claire uh the the like because claire and spike and mew is a much more simple like she plays the tape right i I love that that's
0: that's the storyline that i find very funny because mew playing the confession tape uh to claire like this will fix it because mew mew is an adult but he's like been kind of taken like Spike's an older guy who's basically like adopted her as like his daughter.
1: Um Mew clearly married like a- young and then had like a massive tragedy, right? Like yeah. is, is what happened to Mew
0: yeah yeah but he like he treats her like a daughter and she treats him like a dad we're like i'm gonna fi- i'm gonna get him hooked up like i'm he's so sad i need to like get him to recognize that he's in love with this lady and get them hooked up and i i will be meddlesome um and it's it almost entirely blows up in her face and i think that sounds really good i like yeah. me a lot
1: I, like i feel like that is much more in line with the tone that i was expecting in that like that people do get hurt there uh the thing he has betrayed about is like i thought i taught her to not cross boundaries like this and it was nothing we really need to do with claire right like mm-hmm. um and then the way it is resolved is makes sense uh the stakes are appropriate for like the level of conflict that happens and the uh ending is very heartwarming i like when yes. claire and, uh and sting get together uh i like the way that me fits into that um i don't feel like that is the wholesome games positive that i was expecting like there is a conflict uh it is difficult it is navigated uh and mm. people are stronger on the other side uh and i just feel like that framework doesn't work applied to like um the massive life-changing stuff that happens in the the four-way thing with uh, the other characters mm. um but like uh. that one's great and then there's um uh the the jelly he's fucking fantastic i love him okay so jelly is like a weird <laughs> he's like a he, every so here's the the thing that's like
0: a meteor hit this island at some point right and like yes. almost and killed most people but the people who survived turned into weird mutant people like everyone's kind of like a weird mutant creature like me a cat lady uh Tongue and his whole family are like green they almost just look like rock people though there's no Im- there's no Im- indication that they are rock people right but they kind yeah. of look like rock people um and um everyone's just kind of weird in that way um there's little like dot guys uh that i'm sure we'll talk about because the dot guys are cringe um <laughs> and there's sausage guys which are cringe in a different way <laughs> uh yeah i don't i don't know sausage guys <laughs> yeah um but um part of that is like while everyone else was like because it's implied that they were pe- like they're people. They're just pe- people who turned into weird mutants. Um, Jelly is like a, a fungus that turned into a person. He's like a weird yellow blob that relates to people weird because he's a fungus that, like, a sentient fungus that lives underground and uh, kind of talks like Morden Solus.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's not as cringe. I like him. They no, no, no off he's good. I, I like
0: him a lot. But he is he is the like weird science character, right?
1: Yes, he is the weird science character, and specifically, he has like a whole different perspective on the nature of this place because he's a yes. different kind of being, and I really like that. Yes.
0: Yeah, um, and I yeah, I think he's really fun. Um,
1: and he's the and one. Also, who's... Oh, go ahead. Also, I, also, he's underground. He like, and it's one of the few times I think that like there's space in this game it's a point-and-click adventure game or a direct control controller game but to to talk to him you have to go a little bit out of your way you have to remember he's there and i think that really works well because everyone else is kind of hanging out in similar spaces uh there's some bits where i'm like i don't want to go all the way to the fucking swimming pool you kidding me um stuff like that that can get frustrating but i think having him be a couple screens underground that you have to like actively navigate to check on him does genuinely like really work
0: yes um yeah uh he's also the one who like unlike talk because like the whole thing is that everyone lives under the eaves of this big like tree that is magical seemingly gives everyone life that's why everyone survives because the tree is there um and everyone talks around a fungus that supposedly is like the thing that is like death right because fungus grows out of decayed things it's like this fungus is the bad thing and he's like no fungus is part of the life cycle like things that are grow things that live normally the way normal people think of them like plants and flowers and trees need things like fungus cycles to survive it's important that they all live in symbiosis which is like yes. your clue on how to quote-unquote solve the puzzle it's not really a puzzle you just do all the gardens and play the story
1: no but like in, in the narrative framework of the game that is like the conflict yeah. that she has to solve in a way that no one else can figure out how to solve because their perspective well, is too like railroaded so the thing the, the thing
0: that you realize is that your grandfather has because he was part of the research team right who was there after the thing fell yes um a bunch of researchers came um they figured out like the he figured out the magical stuff uh every, like bad things happen to other people because the research they were doing was weird there's like supernatural creatures hidden in the world um he learned the garden magic that like kind of helps keep balance but he decided like he seemingly decided at some point that Everyone's cost, personal cost had been too great because of a tragedy involving a, an apprentice he was raising up um, who couldn't handle the like, what actually set that guy off? I don't actually remember. It's been like a, two weeks since I played this game.
1: Well, he went into the, the, the spirit world and the spirit world like broke his
0: mind. Oh, right. Yes. Um, and so he, because everyone's like lost people and everyone's had these tragedies, he decides that he's going to like neglect the, the fungal decay cycle of life part of the life cycle and be like, that thing is bad. And in doing so, throws the whole island out of whack. And you have to come and realize that, no, it is, it is about both sides. Um, and I think this is the stuff that's, like, crunchiest and, like, I'm most, like, I think there's, like, a, an interesting thing here. But also some of the ideology is weird in that he views himself as, like, a colonizer atoning for his actions, right? Yes. Um, and in doing that, he's like, I have to be the one who's responsible. I have to, like, do the good magic to save the island all the time. And it's killing him. And you have to, you have to like, get him to a point where you teach him, like, it's too late to, like, mop up your problem. You have to integrate yourself into the community and understand what the community needs for it to work. Um, yes. And you have to, like, dissolve the boundary you've set up in your mind between, like, the person who did, like, colonial violence to the small town and someone who still lives here and is involved in the community and its functions.
1: Well, like, thematically, the, the, what it's writing about is, like, how... It's writing about how white guilt is a selfish impulse, but this is not a white yes. character. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> metaphor is like definitely, this is the part of I was like, there's like something here, but man, it's
0: fraught and it's like weird in the way it's depicted
1: <laughs> cuz they're also going on a spirit quest where she's like you must find your totem and and stuff with his feather and i'm like then yes. there is like native imagery that i'm like there's not a specific uh like indigenous uh, people right like they, they don't to yes. go into specifics about their family um but he's also like the human colonizers to these mutants uh, and i'm yes. like this is a lot of imagery that is is on the table here uh yes. and it's hard it's difficult to unpack um mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's like oh i shouldn't have made it or anything i just think it, no 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 it means, it's just like there's a delicacy i think, to it, like, talking about I, this think that, I think there's like a certain amount of in the same way
0: that you talk about like the tongue stuff being uneasy about the way yes. it reconciles it, it underst it, it argues that um if you've done violence to a people but you still live there you owe them more than being paternalistic about trying to clean up your mess and be very apologetic yes um you have to move beyond that that thing in itself is like selfish and i think that's like a. I think that's a true thing um the the answer in which they come is like to give the 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 thing you realize is that he needs to teach everyone how to do everyone needs to learn how to do the magic not just be a thing he knows uh to protect them as they go out their lives everyone has to contribute to the whole of the community um before he dies right like you think because he's like on death's door and rebouncing the the island helps him recover and so his last years yeah no with his last year he's going to teach everyone how to do it so this won't happen again um um but I do think there's, like, a weird thing about, like, the granddaughter who lived in the big city coming and teaching yep. the grandfather to not be so guilty about
1: doing harm to these people, right? It's it's weird. I mean, it only, the entire thing only works because the, the um, no one in the uh, community, like, hates him. Um, yes. But if they, like, imagine there was a character there who was like, this is your fault. You have like ruined you took a, we, a tragedy happened to us and you came and you like poisoned us with greater violence uh yes if that character existed and lived in Mutasia zone uh they would be correct would be, and he would have nothing yes. to say to them
0: <laughs> exactly right like there's nothing you can do the minute that happens and that's a very valid thing that people do feel in real life right it's just not representing this video game the whole thing the whole argument this game is making about the responsibility to like not be paternalistic about your things
1: collapses um yeah and like and it's because weird. that person doesn't exist like the thing he does is correct he shouldn't be like yeah doing this to the town and they want him around but like if they introduced that perspective the the game wouldn't be able to handle it right yeah. if there was someone who still held on to the things he did and did blame him which is totally valid to do yes uh, if they introduced that and then tried to do the, like we can all understand each other thing it would like it wouldn't work it just would yeah. fall
0: apart so it's weird because I, I think there's something valuable to say there has to be something beyond hand-wringing guilt towards societal violence done right yes you have to you have to go past that you have to actually do things with people who live around you um but that but the game like pitches this is like only working when no one around is actually holding you accountable but yourself you're only trapped by your own guilt and that's not real life like real people are harmed and many of those people are rightfully angry and don't want anything to do with their fucking colonizers right and that there's it is valid for them to feel that way the other yes. thing that this, this doesn't depict is, like, there's nobody in the island who's, like, trying to figure out the magic themselves, which is the thing that would happen in a, a real, like, you know, magic doesn't exist in the world. But there are people whose uh, cultures have been decimated, trying to reclaim their culture, and they don't want white people fucking with it. And that is the va- that is the actual answer, right? But that viewpoint is not depicted in this video game.
1: Yeah, and then obviously there's the part where, like, you know, the main characters are not white in this game, even though it is yes. like, so directly again about the like guilt of colonization uh and how that lives in like a colonizer's heart. Yeah. Um which is a (laughs) fraught thing. The level the
0: level where like the colonizers are like brown normal humans and everyone else is a weird mutant creature is like extremely this is the thing when why people roll their eyes when they talk about wholesome games, right? You just you've just fucked up your metaphor by like oo-wooing it
1: one level. Yes. Um and I understand like why you do that. Like what I understand why these people are not white. It would it would be uncomfortable in a different way if it would just be a game about the white person coming town and fixing everything. Um, Mm -hmm. But the bones of that like structure narratively still exist. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, And like I don't think it's like super problematic or anything i'm not like no like, no no. they're, they're I, clearly I like, aware they're clearly aware yes. of this tension while writing it and trying to navigate it but the detention mm-hmm. d- hasn't gone away entirely
0: yeah i definitely feel like this this game ends up trending on the especially with this stuff ends up trending on the side of like this is an idealistic vision of how this could work out in yes. a in, in a scenario where this transformative magic is real for one <laughs> um and yes. nobody nobody's like pissed off enough for it to actually cause problems right um And I, like, I don't need, I don't need a game to solve colonialism, right? Like, I'm not going to ask that about it. It's fine. But when we sit here and do the criticism, this whole thing is, I'm like, I'm like, this is, like, stepping in it more than I, in a way that I think is, like, ultimately better than not doing it at all, but also introduces questions that clearly is not equipped to answer. And that's fine. I think there's, like, something commendable about that, even if I kind of roll my eyes at some of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I'm glad it's talking about these things. Yes. Um, I think that, like, and ultimately, like... I wouldn't have enjoyed the version of Mutasian Zone where it was all plot lines like um Clarence Sting. And it was just, uh, oh, we all get together and are happy. Right. Like that version yeah. is, I think, weaker. Uh, but I do think when it brings in the more complicated uh, ideas, whether they're like colonial violence or just like interpersonal selfishness. Yes. Um, I-, I do think like the-, the framework of the game struggles to hold on to those conflicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as well as the lighter stuff um but that is not to say that i think it should only have been light stuff and not tried right like i i I really appreciate what this game's going for um and uh i I like a lot of it like my frustrations come out of how i really enjoyed it and was invested in it um i don't think it's like a Bad game, or in any way, yes.
0: Yeah, um, no. It's, just, it, it's interesting. To, like watching it fall in in the eleventh hour into like a thing that's like really nebulous and difficult to navigate. and Be like, okay, all right, something to talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's absolutely better than there being nothing to talk about, right? Because yes. I can see the version of this where it was just a misunderstanding. Yeah, uh, and you can you could you could do that so easily, but it, it does it is about sitting in, like the discomfort, and we just have to muddle through it together. Um, I just. Like it a little uh, rougher than that, I guess. Yeah. Um. But uh, I I you know I like the town. Uh, I think it looks beautiful. Yeah, it's a really nice looking game. I think your run speed should be tripled.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so the two things is um one this is a, a fucking adventure game where you run across the the map of the island and in pure quintessential of normal mapping fashion both of us are like man you need to move so much faster this is so fucking slow <laughs> you move so slowly you move so slowly i was playing direct control on my steam deck you were playing like a point and click on your computer right yes yeah either way it's not like you go any faster i was like man i know i need to go let me just fast travel and i understand why they don't like i can grab a bunch of seeds i'm never going to use talk about that in a second um while i'm going around and it's like important to understand that this is a space one has to navigate you can't ignore the world you live in um but also sometimes i would like to get through the game (laughs) thankfully the game is only four hours long right like it's not a big deal
1: uh yeah i mean it's not it's not like a problem but um i do think that like you're not really embodying the space. You're just holding right, right? It's not a walking yes. simulator. And this is true of the entire this genre of games. The games are called yes. walking simulators, but they're not actually about embodying yourself in a space. You just use you just press up and walk around. Mm. Um and I, I don't I don't think it's that formally different to if you were just clicking on adventure game scenes and loading into them. Like mm. I feel equally as embodied in this game, uh, going around Mutazion as I did in Norco going around uh, you know um norco <laughs> I think
0: there's something to be said about uh this game when you get to like underground or the lighthouse or the swimming pool it feels feels like you are making an effort to go somewhere because everyone yes. else lives in like three screens
1: i mean like that's what i think jelly is the best version of that is like he is yeah. underground and you do have to make an effort to you could just go back and get on with your day but you can also go out of your way to see what he's doing today um and i, I think that is one of the times where like oh i i get the benefit of uh yeah. this is an embodied space that requires time to travel in because uh, yeah. it underlines that like people w- will forget about him because he is they have to like go out of their way to see him in a way they don't for the other people um and uh, that's just like subtle and good and sad yeah i love jelly he's so cool <laughs> yeah
0: um there's a bit at the end where he like tests a weird like uh basically sunscreen on himself so he can go be in the like group picture at the very end it's very sweet i love that he's like oh my whole life changes now that i can come out in the sun yes he's gonna be with all the high i love that he lives in like a weird modern 50s apartment at the bottom he's like fucking mod apartment yes (laughs) yeah it's great because like everyone else lives in like they've built shacks out of the wreckage um But, like, it feels like he found a place that was untouched from when the meteor hit, right? Like, this was part of the resort that the island used to be. They just got buried underground. He just moved into it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, It's really funny to go down there and it's just a fucking 50s apartment. You're like, man, weird. (laughs) But it, like, immediately it's like half a room and then dissolves into, like, a fungal cavern.
1: (laughs) It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, we haven't even talked about the mechanic of the video game, which is gardens yeah there's there's
0: like a a another game bolted onto this like you can uh, you can interact with through a menu that was added after just like casual garden mode where you gather seeds and plant them in these these garden spaces throughout the island and different seeds respond to different like planting environments and then you sing your magic songs at them which are like seven different moods that determine uh what plants grow how and then you harvest them but there's like no other mechanics around it it's it's very casual it's like the most like we prototyped a game jam like itch thing it's about the art of we really like plant art right it's very like chill in that way there's no failure mechanic really uh no which is fine it just means that i interacted with it exactly as much as i had to to finish the video game
1: uh, yeah, I mean, like it, they, they, there's a lot of work but There's like a dynamic, yes, uh, whole system. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the thought about like the way the music works, uh, but I did not engage with it that much.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I was, it was like every time I got to a garden, it was like plant. I planted every seed that uh, associated with this garden. And I tried to grow a nice looking, appealing garden, but then I just never touched it again. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one of the things that I don't know how to solve because, mm-hmm. like. I think that being meters means that I'm. Well, I'm just filling the meter. Uh, yeah. But if you took away the meters, I might just put one thing down and leave because I'm here to see the story. Um, yes. I don't. It's like how do you get someone in in a like closed video game with a goal to engage with this like expressive yeah. thing to the side? I don't know. I
0: do. I do really like the ways in which other characters then interact with your gardens after you've made them. Like they're just kind of like there's like Sting and uh, Claire go on a date at your garden that you built by the lighthouse later. That's good.
1: Uh yes, that bit's great
0: yeah i like the, the part where they stick around because like when i when i first built it i was like oh i gotta manage a song and these meters oh these these was gonna wilt really fast without the thing is so like i'm rapidly aging plants and so i gotta make sure i balance when i plant them and no it's really it, you're really just decorating spaces around the island <laughs> yes um it's not much there and then, then the extra mode is like do you just want to like look at plants which is not like how i ingest games because we do this i i have this brain where i think about uh the colonial impact of stories <laughs> and, <not, laughs> and not grow nice plant gardens that i'm gonna like chill out with in an afternoon um yeah but uh that stuff's fine it's it's kind of cute i don't know uh, i don't ha- i don't hate it it's just not really it my either. speed right i'm
1: just like yeah when i get to the garden I'm like, okay i did that i can see the next scene because i'm here to see like the story play out
0: yes um well yeah that's it do you want to talk about the sausages you, you didn't like the sausage. i don't like sausage either but
1: i don't like sausages i think that they like tip the they're, hand so they're
0: little sausage people they look like sausage people that's important and they talk like minions but what if minions only talk about capitalism
1: yeah they're doing like aha we must increase the productivity capitalism jokes and i just found it a little cringe i was like I, you know you don't need, don't need this you're already on like the commune game
0: yeah and oh. then there's the dots which are the literal indigenous people of the island who are like little ball guys with legs yes. who talk in like a language and they live high up in the tree and they all have like spears and like they have a shaman and it's like "Mm, i don't know
1: about this one this this is too far yeah uh that stuff is a little like muddled yeah um uh, it's it's weird
0: because it doesn't it doesn't come up other than at one point you have to go and like they have a problem because the bird stole some of their shit and you have to like grow some more stuff for them and it appeases them and then they're friendly towards you the end it never really talks about it beyond that. And I'm like, you, if you're having a game about the, 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 impact that like people did when they moved here and fucked things up with the lab. And there's also indigenous people here. How you do, do you not talk about the ways those two things interact as echoes of each other? And the game just doesn't. So I don't, I don't really want to bother with it.
1: I mean, the, I think it, it's it, like bad. The, it, it does this off it knows they're echoes of each other i know it's not it's not like like it it doesn't it doesn't talk about like how how the the
0: people of the island like your grandfather and the the mutants alike interact with the dots right what the dots think about you living here about there being a resort here
1: the only thing you get is like when you go up to get the totem from like the, the dot like shaman or whatever yeah uh, you're like you have to try you you can't like impose yourself on it you have to like let it decide whether it trusts you uh yeah. so it's a very it's just like kind of um flattened into very like you can't like impose yourself on nature is usually is, like the, the yeah. lens it takes
0: and like while kai understands them they talk in like fake language that you me the gamer do not understand yes. uh so it's like okay whatever the thing you're doing here is like rote, and i think it's like not great I feel like it is it is meant for, like, color in a way that is, like, normal rote exoticization of, like, there's some mm-hmm. native peoples here. Aren't they quaint? And they, yes. their ways are mysterious. And I'm like, I don't know. This stuff
1: sucks. Yeah. It is, it is not one of the better parts of the game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because, like, what do they think about the fact that there was a resort here and then a meteor hit and then some people stuck around and, like, have a community that takes over most of the island as they live in the tree? Like... Sometimes you give them stuff and it seems like they appreciate that, but like they aren't they are given agency, right? They they no. exist to solve a puzzle.
1: Yeah, they don't like they don't have a viewpoint on you. Yeah. And it, they couldn't express it because you can't understand them properly. Like the yeah. even if like Kai can, uh the game can't like have them express complicated ideas in the language of the video game.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah. would like to send questions you can send them to abnormalmappingpodcast@gmail.com. gmail.com they can't they can be about anything not just what we're covering in fact i'd love more general questions we didn't have that many this month um, but that's okay we had a bunch last month so uh gavin writes in over the course of the podcast it's easy to note how m's love of older jrpgs and opinions toward those games influenced jackson over the years that's so true uh you can also put metal gear on there that's also my fault um i mean
1: no i told you to play metal gear it they, they didn't say tell me to play they said your opinions of the game's influence me. Oh, that's true. true that's true of the Japanese uh, actually DS was really more- hands
0: off when you were playing metal gear
1: no it was immediately you're like oh now you like metal gear more than me and i wish you'd shut up <laughs> 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 it was immediately uh, the flip on that one i was like oh i played it because you wanted me to <laughs> uh
0: anyway um my question is in what way has Jackson influenced M's taste in gaming to the point where you've developed a new love for genre. I know Jackson would want nothing more than M to hold Ninja Gaiden in high esteem as Jackson does. So true.
1: It's one of the greatest games uh, of time.
0: So here's the here's the weird thing. Is I it's not like I didn't like action games before we hung out, and ultimately I think like I I play more of them than you do generally, even like you know. Well at the moment, with, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know I, I played Bayonetta too. unlike some people
1: oh for fuck's sake you can't bring we have been <laughs> an armistice two things have happened first of all my wrist second of fuck, saying, well, Bayonetta 3 sucks I'm not playing yeah, Bayonetta again <laughs> really like <laughs> took out anyone's motivation to get into Bayonetta
0: um so uh I mean I played Ninja and I didn't love it it's fine it's like seeing where ninja, seeing where uh team ninja went Man, I'll take Ninja Gaiden all day long. I, I didn't really like. I really didn't like Ninja Gaiden Two. Like, there's bits I prefer, like thought were interesting, but then I couldn't even finish it because there's a part that's like the most annoying thing I've ever played. Oh, um, see,
1: Ninja Gaiden Two is a chaos game. I yeah. mean, the the chaos game strategy paralyzed. But you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, the thing that I actually would credit you with is uh, fucking Halo i really like halo
1: halo i mean you're right but i would still like you to respect halo 2 jesus christ <laughs> no, it's not going to happen unfortunately <laughs> you have to deal with the part where i'll just make up my own mind
0: about that i mean this is you too right like you like final yeah. seven more than i think anyone should i think it's weird <laughs> I'm like you played all the other ones right afterwards why is seven the one that stuck with you the way it has i don't think seven's that good it's not I'm like i like it a lot but it's not final fantasy eight
1: you fucking I kidding don't, me? i don't bring up seven all the
0: time other no, than the fact that I there know, is a seven remake I, in happening. my in my heart i know that you like seven a lot in a way that i do not and uh it's fine sometimes you know people have this is the thing of getting your friends and other stuff is they will not actually always share your opinions me and Jackson have actually diverse since we both kind of ended most of our Final Fantasy quest we've gone in very separate directions about where we take that next it's right? weird like like
1: some of them some of the, the things line up. like we both love 10 2 um, yeah we both really like 4 but you like 4 more than me I mean I, I don't know if that's true because like I played it recently and was like fuck Final Fantasy 4 that's incredible um so I am like with you on that one, but that those, those yeah. were not at the same time, right? You've been ride or die for four since we last, since we first played it, and I thought it was decent then. Well, I mean, that was like
0: also the fourth time I'd played that game, and I didn't like it the other times. It just really grabbed me that time. So you know, you know.
1: yeah. I mean, my time recently playing it was on like the, the original version. And yeah. I, you know, number one live life fan. I Love Togeta's like weird the- yes. theatrical vibe on this SNES Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm like, I I don't, I don't, I don't know what other one, like, you should probably respect Tony Hawk's more.
0: I tried. I really want to. I just don't like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, they were going to make another one. I just don't like, I don't like run based games. Um, yeah, no, I, I get that.
0: Um, Um, and I like skate, but like that new skate's not, I know it's not going to be what I want. I'm not the person I was when I played skate also. Right. Like both are true.
1: I mean, the skate's going to suck. It's a free-to-play game.
0: Yeah. Well, like, even if it wasn't, I'm not who I was 15 years ago. That's true. So, um, but really, it's Halo. I mean, you know, I fucking love Halo. Um, Sorry. I wish would make a new one. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's really <laughs> frustrating. Oh, I love Halo. Well, let's see what Halo they made after 2009. Oh, no. Yeah. Fucking
0: tell me about it. Um, Halo 5 was better than Halo 4, you know? um that's true every every game i've ever i don't think i've played a shooter as bad halo 4 is me is the second worst game i finished after fucking murdered soul suspect
1: (laughs) there has to be worse than that
0: there has no there probably is i'm I'm being facetious but i really didn't like halo 4 i really don't like Murdered soul suspect
1: (laughs) god halo 4 is so fucking terrible jesus
0: yeah um but yeah that's i mean the thing is like you know i was like oh jackson play some zelda or whatever and you did and you don't like lo- you like some zelda you don't love zelda but i don't really love zelda right like
1: no it's it's very <laughs> the, the zelda stuff's really funny in the um I was going to say without cause, but no, it's not without cause. It is with a very obvious cause. I don't like Zelda people. I like the games I have played, but every time a Zelda person starts talking about Zelda, like it's like this masterpiece that only emerges every few years, and it's the video game series. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? And I say this as someone who thinks that like Link's Awakening is incredible. You know, recently replayed Ocarina of Time. I was like, damn, what a classic game. I I get it. Um, Majora's Mask is going incredibly well. they're, They're great games, but for some reason they're like... Top of the top Zelda fandom, I just find obnoxious, and I understand why. These people can be obnoxious. We all know the Zelda people, Um, and it's not. Which is not to say that is all Zelda fans. There is a specific brand of like Nintendo YouTuber who doesn't play other uh, actual RPGs that thinks Zelda games are the higher historical readers. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Yes. Um, specific thing. Uh, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I. But the story's. Bad. I don't think Link's important. I like him. He's totally. He's, he's the guy from Zelda, right? But I'm not like. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the fucking guys of video games. Yes. Uh, in that way. I, not I the don't... way you
0: do about the Arbiter. One of the guys of video. One games.
1: One of the guys, man. The Arbiter is better than Link from the Legend of Zelda. Sorry to Santa, who's listening. Um, but that is that is the thing that yes, you're correct. That is the thing I believe, yeah. uh, in my heart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know what like. I know I have influenced you and yeah you know, those are the big ones but um just because of the way we did this you've played a lot of the games I get into
0: yeah <laughs> especially I mean, the yeah.
1: weird the weird thing is a lot of
0: the stuff I got Jackson into was because I didn't want to do it for the podcast right like I wanted yes. to play Final Fantasy all the way through I didn't want to cover Mario games right we've done a couple but like I wanted you to have background on what the fuck Mario 64 was I didn't want to do a Mario 64 episode thankfully that you would've... really like Mario 64 you were correct it is one of the best games I've ever made. I love Mario 64 that's a classic game yeah. um but uh yeah i don't know i think it's mostly just because uh not only was i like older but i had spent that time being turbo into multiple games and
1: just a way you were not yes well yeah before um, normal mapping famously i was like out of 360 but i was also watching movies yes. so i wasn't like going gamer mode that much yeah and i had just been gamer mode since i was five <laughs> <Right>? yes yes <laughs> um and my specific form of game mode was like, I was listening to Giant Bomb more than I was playing video games on some level. yeah, It was yeah, like being exactly. immersed in a often very stupid culture in 2008.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, we're kind of through that period now. We just kind of explore our own interests uh, as we trundle along, which I think is fun. Yes. It's made the segment ones much longer and weirder as we don't really play the same stuff, uh, which I like, actually.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm I'm always like self-conscious of how we just agree on so many things. <laughs> yes, I, I, I much prefer when there's like a not like a oh, I think you're wrong about it you know. But this episode, there was like a little philosophical disagreement. Right, it was the right level of conflict to make a good abnormal mapping episode. Yes. Uh, Ari writes in,
0: playing Mutazione and particularly hearing the way the character voice is made me want to get into SFX slash Uh, How much I didn't follow through on that issue aside, have you ever had a particular <laughs> game inspire you in a similar sort of way? Um, I really wanted to make an adventure game when I started playing AGS games. Um, I was like, oh, this yeah. seems doable, and I never did. Uh, I wrote it like a, a small Twine game when I started playing Twine stuff. Um, I think Horse Master is one of the greatest games ever made, and it, 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 that was like the one game I was like, "Man, fucking video games."
1: Um. Yes, <laughs> I, I haven't really had this from game. Like, I've, I've, whenever I've wanted to like do creative things, it's mostly been like, "I want to write more." Yeah. Um, I've never thought I want to write more and then do a bunch of design and artwork on top of that. Like that just seems like yeah. um, uh, it would just. The thing I would want to do is tell stories. It would just seems like it would get in the way and be a lot of work. Uh, in the- well, yeah. Which, the the, the yeah. actual
0: thing is, I feel like by the time I got the impulse to like make, oh, games are things that p- individuals can make. I just knew enough about how the industry operated to be like, I don't ever want to do that. This seems miserable. No one's happy. I either have to sell out or be poor, and I don't want to do this. Th- I mean, I am poor, but I don't <laughs> want to be poor trying to make video games. Nobody cares about.
1: Well, it, if you look already, the amount of like resentment to the wrong word but like we have a fairly by patreon standards we have a stable patreon right we are doing yes. we're still both poor and things are kind of fucked in our lives but that's just normal for everyone but yeah the abnormal mapping is a stable side project thing that we do in a way that we are very lucky for uh yeah. now imagine if instead of like a couple episodes of Gundam a week and a podcast uh that was like a bunch of design work on a video game like it would yeah. just be like the the effort to uh like you know to value ratio would just be way off it's so hard to make video games um uh, industry full of exploitation right like it yes
0: and my thing is i um i don't want like i'd never wanted to make this my career i don't want to work in video games period never did never uh, it's never crossed my mind and i don't want to place a bet that if i like work on a project for one to five years at the other end maybe i'll make strike it rich or go bankrupt uh, i've got like a family i take care of right like, yes uh if normal mapping went away i would get a different second job i need two jobs to survive right like it's it's a am just working to like support my household i can't do i'm not i'm not 22 i can't do the i'm gonna work on my passion project in my parents basement like i don't have parents
1: <laughs> yes uh this is just like the the reality of things. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh which is fine. It's just never really crossed my mind as thing I wanted to do. Um Kobats writes in. If you could have any special edition of a console slash handheld that ever existed, what would you want?
1: Any special edition. I'm I'm getting the uh, tribal tats uh game by advance sp
0: that is that can't be that hard to get a hold of no, they that, made a I, ton of those it's
1: everywhere i mean i remember that it was like almost the default game boy advance sp for a while there when i would see yeah. game boys in public but it is my memory when i think of the game boy i think of the stupid fucking tribal tats on the sp advance uh what a dumb thing they made uh yeah fair enough
0: god what do i the problem is i think most of these are really ugly um well yeah there's a bunch of like goofy char like 3 dss and stuff that would be funny to have um the 3ds one in particular is very goofy because um it's it's like char's counterattack themed it's got like fucking char's counterattack char on it for no okay, reason sure. i think it has the, it might have the other shars too um char 3ds does that pull up yeah it's got it's got quattro it's got char it's got char's counterattack char and like the fucking if you if you look at this oh is it the three Google, of
1: them with the um shadows yes uh (laughs) yeah man okay this is ridiculous
0: yes um no idea why that exists um the um the one that i would like even though i've I've never owned this console and i don't really want to is the final fantasy 4 uh game boy micro i think the faceplate's fucking sick as hell
1: Yes. Man, this one is sick. Yeah. Shame it's Final Fantasy IV for the Game Boy Advance and bad version of that game, but
0: um Yeah, but I I and i d do, I don't even want to use a Game Boy Micro, but it would ever. be cool to have. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, it's it's weird. You you don't like collecting things. No. You don't like having a bunch of shit. Um yeah. and you don't like the Game Boy Micro, because it's annoying, too small, and a bad way to play Game Boy Advance games. Yeah. Yet Every day you kick yourself for not buying a Game Boy Micro in the
0: $50. They were so they were just discounted. The, it was the Famicom versions. I remember going to Walmart was where I was buying my video games. And this was my dirtbag early 20s where I'd just be there at three in the morning trying to look for any video game I hadn't played yet that I was interested in. And they would just have clearance Game Boy Micros because no one was buying them. Um foolish to not buy several of them.
1: Why would you want them? You don't need them, you yeah. don't want them hanging around, and yet you feel it. You feel the pull in your soul. Yeah. I'm
0: like, oh well, then they'd be worth hundreds
1: of dollars now. You would not be anymore. selling them back. I mean, you 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 have sold games when you're done yeah, with I've them. Sold, I've sold
0: most of my games. Are you kidding me? I have very. I mean, I have a lot of games around, but like, I all my big collector games basically I've gotten rid of, unless yeah, they means you
1: took them games. to the store. You you have never been like, yes. oh, I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna like. Well, I unloaded a lot of them to people in our community and like friends and like. Amar's got like half my game collection because I just was like, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you like fucking like a third of what the list price of these are. Just take them. But
1: that's what I'm saying. I'm like, You're not like flipping them. Yeah. Uh, if you were flipping them, you would have handled it differently. Like you yeah, wouldn't no. be flipping the Game Boy Micros. You may have then, got, that, given that them to Godzilla someone. That
0: Godzilla PS4 game was worth a lot of money and I kind of just gave it to Amr because uh, they would enjoy it more. Oh,
1: I, I I got that. I have it around here somewhere. It was like five bucks. <laughs> yeah. I bought it for it like $12 and then it was
0: like, yes. <laughs> um. I gave my I gave my DS dragon quest to someone for like very cheap because I'm like, I have to. I just I hacked my DS. Yes, I don't need Oh, DS. didn't you send your last story to someone? No, Six sent me their last story and I haven't I don't think I've booted it, oh. but I do still think I have it.
1: Okay, was <laughs> I know I know there was a trade of a last story copy that wasn't gonna be played by either side of that yeah. trade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I'll take it. Uh this was before I had like a
0: Steam Deck where I could just like load it on there probably, but you know. Wii games dolphin yeah uh, yeah i just um like when i decided to get like hack my ds i bought a 2ds xl i paid extra for a inbox japanese orange and white one because i liked that color um i thought briefly about getting the dragon quest model um that has like the metal slime on the back and i was like that's just gonna track fingerprints because it's a fucking shiny metal slime um i was very happy with that but i don't feel the need to drop like hundreds then i did not pay like excessive for that um but i don't see the need to drop hundreds of dollars for limited edition consoles it's not really my speed
1: yeah me either i i am um, i'm perfectly I, I, capable of
0: taking my gba apart and uh, changing out the buttons and stuff to be what i
1: want <laughs> yes like I, I don't have um i just haven't ever thought of limited edition consoles as like an exciting thing i guess the, I'm very utilitarian about my consoles i want the games
0: yeah well, it's weird because like being a Nintendo Kids, like, oh, how about limited edition Zelda consoles? And they always look like shit. <laughs> I fucking hate the Zelda iconography that they put on like the like the Wii the Wii U like Zelda oh, that's edition. The one I, has, have. Like, the, I have got yes, that. It that's looks the one so I've got.
1: Fucking bad. With the, the terrible little like gold Wind Waker things on yes. it. Yeah. Yes.
0: No. I get um, uh, on my list would be the Hatsunimiku like green PSP. I think that's a cool PSP because it's fucking Hotsunimiku color. Uh, the
1: PSP is one of the best consoles. Like, yes. as an aesthetic object, to yes. ha- Like, we, have in public. Yes, listen to the VoIP Life where we rate consoles. Oh, <laughs> right, we cartridges. did this. All right, yeah. we did a whole. We were all the big watches. fans of the PSP.
0: Yes. Um, there's, like, screen replacements to the PSP that are a little outside of my skill range. But, man, the idea of having that with, like, a, a screen that didn't have quite as much ghosting uh, sounds really nice. And mm-hmm. I don't mean use my Vita. Don't tell me to use my Vita. I know. You should you use know. your Vita. No, I don't want to.
1: <laughs> you know, you could use your Vita for that. You I don't know if you've had your Vita, you can use your Vita. Our next question <laughs>
0: from Hilver. Um but Hilver uh mentioned liked the game a lot, but thought the melodies for the gardens are too subtle. I agree. I, I they were not particularly stand out to me. Um I wanted to play this game after hearing interviews with the writer narrative director, uh Hannah nicklin about uh, game writing from an academic and theater background. Have you ever been inspired to play a game based on the creators talking about it
1: specifically? Um, I, I can't think of a specific adv- example, but I definitely have at some point. I'd have to have.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, like, think of like Firewatch and gone home listening well, to yeah, that, yes, right? Yes,
1: there are people that I would like knew yeah. of before, yeah,
0: yeah, um. It was specifically the way people talked about the entertainment that made me want to play Kentucky at Zero. It turns out it's the best part of Kentucky at Zero.
1: Oh, yeah. The entertainment is a five-star, like, yes. thing, and yeah. Kentucky Route Zero is okay. Man, yeah. it's, uh clears Kentucky Route Zero.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. What's I mean, Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> yes. Um Alex writes in. Uh, Thanks for coming Mutazione. I Think it deserves more attention. Played it right when everything got super, super serious about COVID, uh, so I can't think about it with all the feelings from that time coming through. Um, do you have any good or funny sense memories of certain games that always been linked to where or what you were doing when you played them? Bonus points if it's not a handheld
1: game. I got tons! I got tons. I, you have a lot my, of these. This is how my brain works about remembering things. I don't think it does yes. for you. Um, yeah, I have like three that come to hand, one of which is a handheld thing. This is how like i remember podcasts by the like bus i was on when i was listening yes to them. Like, i, don't I re- remember parts of my life in this way like so i remember playing red dead redemption one while it's snowy outside and um, my sister's friend emily was there uh and uh so like those kind of memories um yeah. and it's a lot of like i remember what room i was in and because i moved around a lot before 2018 um like, I kept thinking of myself as someone who didn't, but then literally every 12 to 18 months, I'd be in a new place, and you'd be yes. like, oh, you moved again. <laughs> uh, and so, I, like, any game I played at any given place, I remember where it was when I was when I did that. I remember what desk I was at, uh, and what my life was like. Um, so things like that. Uh, and uh, my COVID one was a Disco Elysium, so that one's burned into me also. Um, mm-hmm. In the disco Elysium was the game i was playing when i like the last time i went to a pub right like i I still haven't gone back because i feel safe um so stuff like that uh yeah uh so mine are uh
0: just ones that come to mind when i hear this prompt Uh, i remember playing phoenix Wright. so i worked this shitty job right out of after i dropped out of college um Got kicked out. Come back to that in a second. Uh, <laughs> I, I worked this shitty job I hated, but like I worked there, with, and my mom worked there, and I was off like an hour before she was for whatever reason. I don't even know why that was the case. And so I would play. Uh, I would just kind of sit and wait for her to get off work um, after I got off my shift in the break room, and I would play f- all the Ace Attorney games as they came out because this was the era for DS games. And if I wasn't playing Ace Attorney, I was reading Atlas Shrugged. That's who I was in this oh! era. <laughs> i have like a i have like an ace attorney two and three slash atlas shrugged like intense memory of those things happening kind of around the
1: same time Um, uh this is so powerful one of those held up better than the other one
0: yeah um in my first year of college me and my college roommate um i remember because i didn't have a ps2 i didn't buy i had a gamecube and then my family got very very poor like extremely poor and i did not have money for anything really uh so we went to college and my roommate had a ps2 and uh i'd never played 10 and i you know was a final fantasy fans so i played uh 10 and he kind of sat shotgun and like watched or whatever because he hadn't played through it and then he played 10 2 and i sat shotgun and watched because uh you know he hadn't played that and uh, we had a great time and i flunked out of college because i do that
1: until five in the
0: morning and, they go, to <laughs> and go to bed instead of
1: going to class <laughs> uh yeah I, my version is literally right after i i, I think i I don't think I'd finish college at this point because there was a point where, like, I was right at towards the end of uni, and like my my the flat I was living in the 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 guy under me like screamed, tried to knock down my door in the middle of the night and screamed at me. So I was like, "Oh, I gotta leave." (laughs) Um, But the house I was about to move into wasn't like ready yet, so I was Uh living with my my sister for a few months. Uh, And while I was living there, I just set up my TV in their like spare room, Um, and that is where I played all of the god of war games and did that piece all oh, right uh, so yeah. that's that's burned it. that's my memory of then um because i did that all uh, like a I, w- I wasn't living anywhere i mean i was staying with my sister right But i didn't have a home really yeah. i was in a spare room um i, I wasn't homeless because i was i'd moved out of one place and uh uh the other place was about to be ready uh so yeah. i would not, would not describe this with like the pre- precariousness that some people feel when they're staying with friends um but it's still like the sense memory of it was weird, yeah. Uh, uh, and so that one's that one's always burned in there. Um, and uh, there's a few go- Final Fantasy X two is one that's burned into me also for being deeply uncomfortable because remember before I got aircon in this in this room? Oh yes, uh, I have a room that's like uh, I just have like I have a uh, computer, uh, I have a receiver and a TV. So there's a lot of a lot of heat being produced, and the room's fairly well insulated so if i play if i play in the summer and i'm playing too many video games uh at some point the heat just becomes unbearable in this room um and the solution was to get aircon because it's a room with a lot of computers and you can just buy an aircon unit and i did that uh but there was a year before i had that and one of the worst ones was i had to play hours and hours of 10-2 to finish it with no like i'd been putting it off because it was so uncomfortable to play games in the room yeah uh and so that was a real uh that was that was a real sense of memory and uh, luckily that got fixed and now i just play the video games and head
0: down the econ. Mhm. Uh my other big uh time and place one is uh after i got kicked out of college. I had i had took a semester off cuz you have to reapplied, went back. At this point my uh my girlfriend at the time because uh she was a year below me was in college. Uh, part of the reason i failed out of college cuz i was going back home every weekend to hang out with her oh plus. classic situation yeah um <laughs> anyway uh now she was there and uh that's some that semester um we played through the entire resident evil games like zero through five four that's when i played Re- that's when i got really into resident evil um i have a big memory of sitting uh on her on her bed playing through resident evil uh big fans mm-hmm. um I'd played remake at that point, but I hadn't played any of the others, so I was like, "Let's get through, let's go through this whole thing," and it was great. Yeah, those are my big ones. And then, then I had to leave college because uh, I didn't have any money. Because uh, I spent the next two years being almost homeless. So, rip, 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 rip. yeah. Yeah. when you're when you're living on the living room couch of the guy your mom's dating i'm counting that as homeless
1: yeah that's yeah that that, that is the thing i was like i don't want to steal that and say i was like that when i was living with my sister uh because yeah. that one that's cool that's rough two years yeah, all your cool, stuff's in rough.
0: storage and you're just kind of like i have a laptop and some clothes that fucking sucks yeah um bad times uh would never go i would n- not go back to my 20s for anything it was a miserable fucking time yeah um anyway uh let's see uh grime writes in uh video games do a kind of bad job at modeling the act of gardening generally i feel like it's mainly because the game parts chafe against the reality's gardening um video games aren't meant to be perfect simulations anyway so my question is what kind of game do you think games like stardew try to evoke or what kind what's the question here um, I, mean, I think it's
1: saying by the representations of gardening yeah. What does like stardew yes. effect and how does mutaziang like, compare t- to that
0: yes i mean stardew is not about gardening it's about farming which i think is categorically different because farming is about yield versus effort which is not yeah. what gardening is about
1: <laughs> stardew is is about like the you know cold hard efficiency of getting up in the morning and prying the right crops like it it you know puts a layer of uh uh wholesome fun on top of that but it is still uh one of those like not quite a clicker but it's not not a clicker right it's in that mold it's all hard they're about the satisfaction of uh going from putting in one plant and one tile uh until you have like a farm that's semi-automated and the processes make more sense and you've built up that that like numbers go up situation the
0: thing that i think does this well is uh flower breeding and animal crossing which Mm -hmm. is not a like hard system i mean there's like actual mechanics behind it but it is mostly plant some flowers and water them and eventually you might get a cool crossbreed and you can use that to plant more crossbreeds and it's fun to like make that happen um as opposed to farming which to me is like yeah it's about the efficiency of my sprinkler system
1: (laughs) yes um and this is like this is more like an arranging thing right because the the flowers will always just grow you just hit the right thing that you tell them to grow um aside from making sure there's space there's not really like uh, you don't really need to understand the land yeah because uh, you know if you can't plant something somewhere it's it's highlighted uh everything that like has synergy is labeled correctly there's no like thought about maybe this will interact really well with this and i'll get a cross beat of this uh yeah so it's mostly just an arranger i would say is mutual like approach to this
0: there's a there's a uh itch game called a good gardener um it's many years old at this point um that uh i think is really good it was um friend grace recently mentioned it where it's like you're like in a i think it's like a prison you're like in a prison in like this war-torn nation i think it, it feels vaguely european to you it's hard to say um and you're like charged with like growing plants to help support the war effort you just wake up every day and you kind of tend a garden and then you go back in your cell and the day advances as like things start falling apart around you more and more. And it's really fucking good. Um, I remember it's one of those games, like you, you play a lot of those really tiny games and something really stick with you. And that one really stuck with me. Um, and uh, I would say, check that out, which is not like functionally about the act of gardening, but is about the way in which gardening is about tending to something a little bit a day, but over a very long time, which is not how I play video games ever. <laughs> The yes. actual thing that's closest to garden is getting your daily logins in a fucking like gotcha or something. God, oh, gross! Get out of my sight. it's like oh, making sure that I'm like working on my battle pass. That's that's gardening. I hate you. How oh, <laughs> dare you post this to me?
1: <laughs>
0: um. Uh, Eve writes in. Um, Mutazian is one of several small, sweeter games I played when I briefly had Apple, Apple Arcade um and uh let's see are you familiar with any of deguta fabric's other work um i was a big fan of where is my heart which is on psp vita i think that might be a playstation mini in fact if i remember correctly which is a vanished subgenre of game where is my heart yeah um which i did play and which they co-developed and then they did sports friends on ps4 um which is categorical opposite of this game in every single way um, which I yes. did never did play. I bought it um, with the intention of getting some people together and playing it at one point and that never coalesced. And so I just had it and never played it um, because I just am like most of my friends are scattered across the planet because of the Internet. I don't have local meetups ever. I mean, this is even before. COVID. Like, I, don't, you know, I don't know that many people in town and I don't hang out with them when I do. Um, and so I don't really have much experience with any of that stuff. So I did not play Johann sebastian
1: joust this is like the most famous one
0: of the sports friends games
1: yeah i had a i played about 30 seconds of Johann sebastian joust <laughs> uh i was in uh I'd, I'd gone up to london um for nothing i'm fairly sure it was for nothing i think me and my mum just went up to the south bank um, oh. and hung about for a bit because we were bored that day um and uh in one of the buildings i forget which one uh there was just like a you know it, it's, it's the south bank so there's, there's like stuff happening and they're just someone had set up yeah you know, i heard Sebastian Joust it was like clearly some like arts thing event going on um and uh, i was like i've heard about this on the podcast but i never thought i'd be able to play it and then i was playing it and uh and then the game exactly like one pot over was like so there was a guy uh just like his entire body was like covered with balloons and it was about like throwing things at them to pop all the balloons i'm like i have to leave this is like too loud and annoying and uh, i was scared of balloons as a kid like, I, just, I, I cannot be playing you as <laughs> next to a game of let's make the most noise inhumanly possible right next to me it was so this is, unfair this is
0: your nightmare you you walked into like a cartoon stephen king nightmare scenario for yourself yeah.
1: I've always been scared of popping balloons as a kid. It's just like a, a phobia I've had. I, mean, I, I play drums. It's yeah. not the noise. It's just a phobia I've had. Uh, and I go in and I'm like, oh, I've heard about this Johann Sebastian Jelly. <laughs> what a perfect opportunity to finally try it for myself. And it literally is the most cartoonish, like, here's your childhood fear thing yes. standing next to you. Uh, not actually scary to anyone but you because you like hold your childhood self within you. Uh, yeah. But it was, yes, in hindsight, it's very funny. And because of that, I've never truly played Johann Sebastian Sebastian Joust I just like kind of got up to it took the move control and so I was like oh, I have to go so goodbye <laughs> um and so that was that's my memory of had <laughs> Sebastian Joust that's
0: really funny I play Where's My Heart but have no memory of it that, that's how long it was so
2: yeah
0: um but yeah they haven't made anything since video games I, they I know they're working on
1: something yeah but it, it, it's taking forever and uh, COVID's happened so
0: yes um and that's all of our questions again if you want to send them in you can send them to abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com uh we appreciate them uh that's it next month uh we have a new video game we are playing potion craft we sure are um which is uh by nice play games uh this is this came out in 2021 um i think it was a i think it was an early access i think like the full version came out relatively it's on game pass right now um and uh it's on pc um i had it on game pass but then i bought it on steam um <laughs> play on, on the steam, steam, steam deck yeah um i'm actually playing it on my computer because it's kind of like a mousey. it's like very it's it's a
1: mouse driven game okay i just think of you as a if you can play something yeah on no steam, i know generally well um
0: but uh i was playing i was in the middle of playing um I started this while I was still playing Mutazione and I was like, oh, this is for like me to if I just wanna I just wanna test it out to make sure I wanted to commit to this. And I'm still like not sure it's the best fit for us, but I think there's something interesting in that when we're in this like summer where we're kind of fucking around while I'm playing Chrono Cross.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you'll play Chrono Cross and I'm like only gaming intermittently.
0: Yeah. Um This is gonna be a weird one because it's one of those like you know, do odd jobs making things for people style like production games which is not a thing we particularly but it's not like infinite factory which is too much for us we're not going to go and tourist our way through infinite factory or something well it's
1: infinite factory is a different thing infinite factory is all about like the uh you know everything is connected in this perfect machine of efficiency and how close can you get to that this is much more about um i assume individual puzzles i assume it's like a what this is
0: this is this is this is somewhere between wrecketeer and like diner dash but no no hard time limits
1: what's the game what's that puzzle game with all the things that
0: rotate rotate
1: yeah if the puzzle you... game with it has like circles and hexagons and everything connects and has to spin and you get rated on how efficient it is you oh like... uh opus opus, opus yes Man? yes that one whatever yes that is the one opus magnum yes opus i magnum. assume this is similar to that
0: it's way softer yeah i haven't played opus, opus magnum opus. I opus played magnum's opus great magnum. but opus magnum's hard as fuck i i wish i was good at opus magnum
1: <laughs> yeah i might if i enjoy this i might like sheepishly approach yeah, opus, opus magnum, magnum is <laughs> way more of an actual puzzle
0: game this is way more like oh this person needs a health potion i'm gonna make another health potion cook it up real
1: quick yeah um we'll see what we think i'm, I'm excited if the episode's short then the episode's short but we'll have a good yeah. time yeah yeah it'll be fine um and uh that's it so plugs yeah you can find me at headfalls off at twitter.com and at co-host and um, wherever the internet still exists are you are you toasting not really but i am on i was that.
0: gonna say i feel like everyone i know is like i'm on coast i'm like are you really on coast like no <laughs> no
1: i'm still on twitter i'm on the dying side i'm really? fucking yeah. i'm on like deck two of the titanic what do you want from me <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah no fair no me too I mean, I'm yeah. not <laughs> i was just curious because i don't go there i was like are you actually posting on coast
1: i do go and check it but i don't really post much on it i I just um i don't know i i feel like my when i'm tweeting i'm just firing things off and uh it doesn't work for me i don't know i'm currently being cancelled for two separate things
0: um Um, was it your full-throated support of the uh abe assassin is one of them
1: yeah apparently i'm in favor of um nationalism,
0: uh, nationalism.
1: yeah look and i was like i didn't know i haven't read his manifesto i was making a joke a fucking nerd. and the the other thing is the internet archive thing and i'm like i i hate authors oh that one me. that
0: one is fuck off cops copyright's bad <laughs> intellectual property's bad get out when of here when you
1: get I, enough retweets you, you just like are then judged retroactively on whether you did a fucking novel of research before your tweet you made on the toilet yes yeah sucks
0: the uh, Abe guy might have bad politics, but it's still really good that he shot Abe. There's, there's nothing really funny.
1: <laughs> it's funny. The joke is also about how Shin Kamen Rider has the same plot. And apparently Kamen yes. Ryder Black Sun... That's what the joke was. That was the entire yes. joke. I didn't know that he was a Korean nationalist, nor do I particularly care. He's in prison. He's not fucking getting out. He's not a real public figure. <sighs> yeah. Not a stupid thing to put on a norm mapping, but that is <laughs> what's happening, I guess. But I'm also on co-host, and when Twitter goes down, I'll probably start posting there more uh I when if Twitter goes down. When <laughs> it could be too the problem is maybe it'll still be here in two but like there's still too many people on here. Some people have left, but there's still too many people on here. It's still, still the main place. It's yeah. fucking weird. Anyway, um uh yes, you can find the podcast we do at abnormal mapping.com.
0: Yeah. Uh, um you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. If you'd like to support our podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash mapping uh for a month, you get The Great Gundam Project every Wednesday. We're watching Gundam Seed Destiny, uh, God Help Us, Um, and Dunbine, which is great. And for $5, you get Blockbusters. We're about to watch Phone Booth, which will be a great time. Um, For $10, you get VoIP Life, where recently I went on a tirade against YouTubers (laughs) doing retro, like, emulation handheld videos. (laughs) That was the most recent episode, if you're interested in me talking unhinged about video games for 45 minutes.
1: The energy on that episode is off. (laughs) (laughs)
0: it really is it really is vile um
1: anyway um if you want to pay us money to listen to us podcasts we're clearly in too bad a mood to be at microphones and see what comes out (laughs) there you go um anyway
0: uh if you'd like to hear me in a good mood on microphones you can go to youtube.com slash dlc and i think that actually will work um and me and d have been playing through space quest we just started space quest 5 our first episode got really fucked up and to this will already be done but hopefully uh we're going to have to re-record it and then we're going to put the audio of us playing through that whole section again on the back because it's basically me talking about my love of star trek and i think i'll be a good starfleet captain for an hour as we go through the opening of this video game i think it's really funny i hope people enjoy it that is I just a belief
1: that's a belief you've on. had all of as long as i've known you you yes. believe you could be a good captain and i just yes. think it's one of the most arrogant things that i've ever heard is it wrong though <laughs> I didn't say that, <laughs> <laughs> and that's always your response. It's like that's not an unhinged thing to say. Oh, I actually, everyone else would have been too weak of spirit to truly commit to being a captain on this space naval vessel. But I, however, would be very good at it, and I would send people off to their death instantly. And then I, and then you say, yeah, but is that am I am I lying about this?
0: <laughs> yeah, you get to be you get to be ops or something.
1: I'm not going to be ops. I want to be ops. Oh, <laughs> it's a fake job, ops. Get out of here data does ops. Ops is a real job. What are you talking about? Ops is the job of the guy that goes beep 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 because beep, captain. I believe it's a thing.
0: Yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's not me. Fuck <laughs> He' so mean to me.
1: O'Brien's oh, ops, you can be ops. O'Brien is not ops. He's the chief engineer of Deep Space Nine. He's not. No one's like, oh, O'Brien's real job that matters is his ops job on TNG. <laughs> he's more important as the chief engineer of a single fucking transporter room than he is at ops.
0: Anyway. <laughs> um so look forward to that uh it's been fun playing those with the uh we only have two more space quests to go hopefully we can fix whatever happened last time and not have it happen again um that's it we'll be back next month probably no mid-month abnormal mappings i can't imagine god i hope not Um, no we were planning to do
1: more but we've put all that on beach house because you know your rest have
0: been bad and it's fine it's not it's not you know we'll eventually roll around or we won't it doesn't matter we can do what we want
1: if you're interested in anime we did a harahee one recently that i think is really fucking good
0: yeah we've done two episodes on suzumi haruhi we did one episode on season one uh which is a pretty good episode but our episode on season two and the movie is i think really crunchy and interesting so yeah uh so if
1: you if you like listen to our if you don't listen to our gundam podcast because you have no interest i think our like non-gundam anime podcast is getting really good this year so yeah maybe maybe skip the
0: bubble in christ episode
1: yeah well you can't win them all it's not our
0: fault yeah it's not our <laughs> fault um you sh- you should listen to our technolized episode. <laughs> That's what you should do.
1: <laughs> That's so true.
0: Um. Anyway, uh. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this, rate and review us on iTunes. I feel like I need to ask that. Uh, you know, trying to do oh, yeah. pick up the range, touch cadence of like actually plugging the important part of a podcast. Tell your friends, please retweet the show. Uh, you can. Me and Jackson both have tweeted about it. Um. We'd if you're on a different it.
1: website, please post it there because we, yeah, don't. please,
0: po- please tell people about it because we're not on any other websites and we really do. Word of mouth really is the only way because we're so bad at promotion. It's so bad. At, uh,
1: I mean, every podcast really only pr- promotes for Reddit Wealth, but we yeah. especially are very bad at promotion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so please tell people that you think would enjoy it. Um, and uh, you know, episodes remain evergreen. Or hopefully, sometimes that's a little uh cringe inducing, people go back, but.
1: Oh, yeah, when you listen to me at 19. Yeah, yeah. that is current and decent. I don't like being 19. If that was anyone. All was right.
0: <laughs> We're leaving. <laughs>
3: Goodbye. Bye. And now, the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state my case More than I could chew But through it all When there was dark